What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Picasside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riv and John Carlos. This is his first time on the show in a very long time. This is now episode 87. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the future of the Celtics, the Clippers going down 0-2 versus the Mavericks. If we believe the Heat will come back versus the Milwaukee Bucks, the Lakers winning a must-win game against the Suns, the Knicks winning versus Atlanta, John Morant and the Portland and Denver series. And we'll also talk about Jason Tatum's top five NBA list and whether the Pelicans should fire Stan Van Gundy. So this is now episode 87. If you guys would like to, you guys could review our podcast on Apple, on Apple Podcasts. We're almost at 30 reviews, so it would mean a lot if you guys did that. So yeah, this is uh, JC's first time, and I don't even know how long, since like episode the 30s. If you're an, a while. if you're an OG Pick Aside fan, you remember him. If you just uh came on board recently, you probably don't. But nonetheless, this is gonna be a great show. And we're gonna start off with this because I think this is uh probably not this is probably one of the worst series of the first round. It's not the 76ers versus the Wizards. It's the Brooklyn Nets versus the Celtics. But it's not that bad because we do get to see Harden, KD, and Kyrie. But we're all expecting that the Nets are about to sweep the Celtics. I don't think we're expecting them to win a game. At least I'm not. So if the Nets do indeed sweep the Boston Celtics, what's next for them to take the next step to actually be a great team? Because it seems like we have had high expectations for this team for a while, and they haven't met it yet. So what's next for Boston? Um, I think Danny Ainge has to make some moves. You know, I think you figured out your two guys are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think Kemba is not the answer anymore. I think you have to go out and ship him. I think Marcus Smart's time is dwindling. You got a guy in Peyton Pritchard off the bench who I think is pretty solid. You got Aaron Nismith who is kind of getting into his own at the end of the season, so he's good. And Brad Stevens, I don't think he should get fired. I think he's still a really great coach. I think he, you know, dealt with the pandemic issues. He dealt with injuries to his team a lot this year, so I think that's something that has to be figured out. But I think this team is definitely still well on their way to having a great future with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They just need to fit guys around him. I think having a true point guard there to kind of like kind of like Paul George and Kawhi with Rondo, you know, put them in sets to score. I think their yeah. schemes, they're kind of too ISO heavy. So it's e- it's easy to double team Jason Tatum because he's kind of a one-dimensional player at the moment. I think getting a point guard to get him in sets, you know, get him off the ball, I think that'd be great. Getting a real big man. I think Robert Williams is good, but he's kind of like 6'8. You know, he's not unless he develops his game, you know, gets a mid-range, gets a three ball. I think he can be the center for them, but I think getting a big there that can do all that at this very moment is key. And they have assets, you know, they still have they still have draft capital. They have players they can move. I think this team has a bright future. Danny Age just has to pull the trigger. You know, he hasn't been pulling the trigger lately. He's been letting guys walk. I think at one point he was able to get Anthony Davis and he didn't do it. So I think right now he has to make moves and I think he'll do it. I mean, personally for me, I think you talk about the Anthony Davis thing. Anthony Davis never wanted to go to Boston because of how they did Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I'm not that high on Brad Stevens as a coach. I mean, we've seen that he can take underwhelming talent and take them to the playoffs. But whenever he's had exceptional talent, he has underachieved outside of that one year with Kyrie 
when Tatum, Brown, Rozier went to the Eastern Conference Finals. But since then, Brad Stevens really hasn't lived up to the potential of anything. And I'm not really sure what the Celtics do. I feel like they're kind of stuck in a situation because is having a true point guard really going to fix their problems? Is having a center really going to fix their problems? For me, I think a couple things stand out. One, their bench is not good. They don't have anybody off the bench that can score and light it up and really, you know, help them off the bench. Two is I think Brad Stevens just doesn't motivate these guys enough to play hard every single night. And three, I think it's been their problem for the last couple of years. It's that they just don't have any intimidating presence down low inside to either block shots or get a basket on the other side of the ball. So for me, there are a lot of problems with the Celtics, and I'm not sure how they really fix it because it just seems like one giant mess right now. Um, I kind of agree with both of you in the sense that I do feel like Boston <clears throat> should move on from Kemba Walker. Um, Boston has done something that like a lot of teams can't say they've done. They've got a, a superstar in the making in Jason Tatum if he continues to develop. they got a player like Jalen Brown. So those are good problems to have. Um, I do agree with Riv that Kemba Walker is more of a score-first type of point guard, and his game doesn't rub off on theirs the same way. So I do think that they should, that Danny Ainge should try to flip Kemba Walker if he can. But I also do agree with you into the fact that um, <clears throat> Brad Stevens, you know, he has under he has underperformed a lot. But then again, he's at he has gone to the ECF a lot. So I think if Danny Ainge makes the correct moves and gets a playmaking point guard, gets another solid center, and he still underperforms, then I think that's when you pull the trigger. But I think you need to give Brad Stevens the benefit of the doubt to have a good team with a playmaking point guard that's going to support and help Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So I more likely, I more so agree with River in the fact that they need to get, they need to get a playmaking point guard. Cause I just don't think Kemba Walker fits them and he's been underperforming in the playoffs. And this year was just a really down year for him as well. So do you really think Tatum and Brown can coexist and be the two best players on a team that goes very far or at least win a championship I, mean, I think or get to they it. have gone to the ECF together it's not even a couple it's, of times. It's twice like I, yeah. I don't like you guys that was a week east you keep but you guys honest. keep saying and they were they were they were the six you guys Miami keep saying guys. Brad Stevens under underachieves I don't really see that you know he's he's gone how many times two three times right I think three he's underachieved with three. talent how though with talent he has when I mean this I, year I is like one the of the first years. year he made the playoffs with with Terry Rozier when Kyrie got hurt. I think he overachieved. No, nobody yeah, in the next that. year. I, I don't even think the next year you can blame him. Kyrie <laughs> didn't show up versus Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. So is that just on Kyrie or is that on the scheme and other? I think stuff? that's that was everything in total. But you can't necessarily just say he. I think the team in general underachieved that year. But then, then the year after that, then they go year, to the ECF yeah, again. They lose to Miami, and you know it was a hard fall series. But. Which which I think in that series they like you like you said they didn't have any intimidating presence down low. Which Bam had his way offensively and defensively down low. I do low. think he got out coached by Eric Spoelstra in that series though. Yeah, that's a championship he definitely got coach, coached, you, know? you know. But I don't think. But that's like, what Brad Stevens has to be. I agree, and yeah. I, I think Jason. Well, I think I know J, for Jason Tatum and Brown. They uh they like Brad Stevens as a coach. So I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think when you, your two guys like a coach, he's gonna stay. Them coexisting, I think you know the, this. I think the NBA now is a wing dominant league, and I think those two, the way they play, they kind of like can coexist. They've been playing with each other for a long time. They went deep into the playoffs for a long time. 
Jalen Brown's getting Jaylen better. Jalen Brown just had a career year this Jason year. Jason Tatum, he's getting better. I think both yeah. of them are very cool. I think they can definitely coexist with the way their game plays. I think it just comes down to getting I, a point I, guard. I don't, I don't think you trade either one of them. I think you have to give this a couple more years and surround them with a playmaking guard before you make a decision like that. Because we were talking about Philly last year, like, you know, getting rid of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. And what, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win a championship or, or any of that, but they're the number one seed and... They're looking to have a good path to the ECF right now just because the way the seating is. So That's also with a new coach and a new scheme, yeah, though. So, so are you saying get a new coach? That's what I'm saying, though. I agree. Well, Brett Brown it was is, a horrible coach, though. It is a wing-dominant league. But in the past 10 years, what team What team has won a championship <clears throat> with two great wing players? Oh, uh, Lakers. Who? AD's kind of like a wing. A- AD's a forward. He's a, a forward is a wing. Yeah, nah, yeah, the Lakers. The Lakers think, last year. For me, a wing is somebody who plays either shooting guard or small forward. One of those. Okay, I, I think of a wing as a guy who plays on the. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, because continue. This is the thing. Is I okay, think, so wait, in, in the or, Warriors. Clay and Katie. Clay and Katie. Well, yeah, that's probably. different because they just had uh, overwhelming talent. But they had Steph Curry. That's different. Then. They had right, overwhelming okay. talent. What I'm saying is that. Okay, so I feel stop. like I feel like to. With who? D Wade and LeBron. There's a little bit of difference. There's a little bit of difference. This is what I'm saying. I think that to go far in the playoffs or to even win a championship, you have to have players that complement each other. You look at the Lakers, AD and LeBron, their games complement each other. LeBron compliments AD a lot. You look at uh, even those Rockets teams with Chris Paul and Harden, they complemented each other. With Capella, he was a big compliment to them as well. There's a lot of teams that we can bring up, even Golden State. Draymond complimented Steph and Clay. I just don't see what Tatum does that complements Jalen Brown, and I don't see what Jalen Brown does that complements Tatum. Because to me, it feels like both of them are scores that are like Jalen Brown's more of a slashing score, while Tatum is more of a finesse score. And I don't know how that complements one another because neither of them are playmakers. That's why I feel like they need a, a point guard that could playmake for them. Um, I mean, they both had career years this year, like in terms of their points per game, their rebounds per game. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, given the fact that they were young, they weren't doing this with Kyrie. When they, when Kyrie was on the team with Kemba Walker, they've all they they both stepped up. So I don't I don't know. I think it's too early to get rid of them because I think that that duo was really good. I think they're like a piece or two away in a couple years away from really competing. I don't think you, I don't think you blow that up. I think that. You look at how Phoenix has built their team with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. I think that's like the perfect way to build a team when you have a point guard who complements the shooting guard, but also complements the center. Like I think they really fit, and then you surround them with pieces. For me, honestly, I mean, I've been saying this since like the beginning of the season. If I were the Celtics, I would have traded Jalen Brown for James Harden. Obviously, they, they did not do that. But I would have had James Harden, Tatum, and then I would have figured it out. That would have been fire, though. And I would have figured it out. Why? 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 Wait. Do, do you think it's a there's a problem trading James Harden I just for Jalen Brown? With you bringing up Harden in every discussion we <laughs> no, have. but he I was the person the that was up for trade. He was the person that was up for trade. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna just I'm not saying I'm I'm gonna say this. When you have two wings that can defend at a high level, that can score at a high level, I think you got to give it a, give yeah. it some time. I think those two guys, and with with the with the league being what it is now, you got two guys that can defend, score, and ISO. Jalen Brown, Ken, he, he's a slasher. Jason Jason Tatum is more of the shooter, but that's where they complement each other. Where Jalen Brown can't do, Tatum can. Where Tatum can't do, 
Brown can. So I think that's where they kind of – both of them can't play make, but that's where you get a point guard yeah. in there to be that guy. You but get a both big. also have to have the ball. I don't think Jalen Brown has to have the ball that much. How much did Jalen Brown average this year? 24. 25, right? 20, I think 24.8. Like Jason Tatum, 27. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think Brown needs the ball as much as Tatum in an ISO situation. I think no, Tatum is more of a half court. Jason get Tatum the ball. In, no, I agree. He doesn't need it as much as Tatum, but he does need the ball. So you think Brown should get traded? I don't. It depends on who you're going to get. That's, so you that's think my Brown take. Should get okay, so you're going to get somebody okay, big right so, now. So you were saying if they had gotten James Harden, like a, like a trade offer for James Harden, that's when you pull the plug. I, I agree with you. It was another guy. Let's see if they could get Dame. I would do it. I like that. Jalen Brown for Dame. I would do it. I like that. Yeah. That's just that's just Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's better. Yeah, but I well right now we're trying to make the Celtics better. But realistically, we ought to talk about the big man too. I mean, do you think Robert yeah, you Williams still have, is that guy? I mean, okay, so you <laughs> not necessarily, but I don't think he's bad either. I no, think I, I don't think he's bad at yeah, all. I, I think he's, I think he's good. I, I, think, I think he's off- really good. I think offensively, good. no, but defensively, yeah, he once said he was good. a role player. Robert Williams, yes. What, I mean, I made ago? a whole I made a whole film analysis on Robert Williams. But before that, you once said he was a role player. You I mean, he was stop. he was a role player yeah. before. Like, two, like a year he wasn't two a, role ago, he was a role player. No, you said like he was just going to be a role player. Oh no, right? so you, I oh, mean, he is a role player. He's technically just a role player. No, he's a, like he's getting into the into he's that conversation be a, of, a, of a really of good a good player. No, nah, a really not a good star, good player. But, but you made it seem like he was just going to be. If you're not a superstar, if you're not a star, if you're not a like bona fide starter, you're a role player. So, Rev, you think someone like Jared Allen is a role player? Like, do you think that Robert Williams could be like a role player? No, a role player. No, no, no. What was PG Tucker in Houston? So, so you're saying that that Robert Williams could be a good starter, like to a Jared Allen level? Okay, what was what was PG Tucker in Houston? Oh, he was a role. player. He started, but he was a role player. Yeah, but I don't think Robert Williams is going to be that. Just because he, you start doesn't mean you're going to you're not a role player. That's just because you. Player. But just because you're a role, role player. But hold on, you're, you're saying he's going to be a he was he was going to be a role player as if he wasn't going to be that good. That's what you <laughs> made it seem like. Yeah, but he's still a role player. <laughs> no, but you made it seem like he wasn't going to be. <laughs> yeah, that he's not going to be now a top. He's not going to be a top center. But you now you're talking about you did a whole film analysis when you made. <laughs> no, it no, because like I like I like Robert Williams. Oh, so now I think you like he's him. good. No, I've always liked Robert. I never not like Robert Williams. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I really don't know what you're talking about. If I said he was a role player, it's because he is a role player. So you're saying that's Jaylen, what he's going to be. Jalen Brown for Dame would make them better. It would make them better. How much though? They Slightly. Be Seventeen. They wouldn't. I would still put the Bucks over them. They would be I where say, I would. I mean, that's because they got yeah. Drew. They I would mean, be. I would trust Drew they to would lock be up where I would yeah, have where too. I had them before the season started. Honestly, second like, round at best. No, I had them as before the season started. I had them as my third best team. Cool. They, uh, Celtics. They ended oh, up wow. being like fifth. But I, with Dame, I'll still keep him as my third best team. I think if you don't, if you if you're trading Jalen Brown right now, you need a move that solidifies you to be a championship contender. Yeah, but I don't think Dame does that. No player is going to do that for the Celtics. That's my point. You might as well just build off what you have now, which is two wing def- guys so wait, who can so score. So if you trade him for Jalen Brown, you still have Kemba on the roster. <laughs> like, you oh get what I'm yeah, saying? you're right. We have to. Yes, yeah, so we have to figure out where the Kemba. Kemba where goes. is Kemba going to go? And who wants Kemba? I'm gonna be honest. I think a guy that would fit the Celtics really well are two players that come to mind. These are just off the top of my head. I haven't thought of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is Monte Morris from Denver. Okay. I think him starting there, would he plays defense. He can space the floor. He can run a team. I think that would be good. Also, Ricky Rubio. I think he's another guy. How about Lonzo? Lonzo wouldn't be too bad. I think Lonzo would be I think perfect. Lonzo is much better than I think Lonzo uh, would be Rubio. perfect for them. Yeah, he would be good for them too. I think we need a point guard who can really well, get everybody to Every point spots. guard you named, you know, they're good playmakers. They can defend. Yeah, you know, so. that's what they need right now because Kemba, need, yeah. he's a liability on defense. Yeah. And when he 
when all three of them play, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba, Kemba's not effective as a scorer like that. He averages about like 18 or 19 (laughs) points per game. I don't even think it's that. I just think that Kemba understands that Jalen Brown and Tatum are the future. Yeah, he understands that Tatum is a better scorer than him, but I don't think Brown is a better scorer than Tatum. I mean, no, Brown is not a better scorer than Kemba. Kemba just takes a back seat because he has to get them to their spots, and he can't really take over like he wants to. But I don't think Brown is a better scorer than Kemba. I think Kemba could go anywhere and average twenty-seven points per game if he's not limited to what he is now—a role. So like Charlotte Kemba. Yeah, he, he would do that. A game. I think you put him on Portland and replace him with Dame, he averages around those numbers. 27 points per game. I think he would do that. But he's just limited to a role. He doesn't really fit with the Celtics right now. Yeah, that's 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 my, my biggest concern is like uh, the fit with the two, <coughs> with the with the garden small forward. It, it just it doesn't work. I don't know who's going to take his money or who's going to trade for Kemba. This is a very down year for him, too. Chicago would. Nah, we wouldn't. Yeah, they probably would. How old's Kemba? Probably hitting 30. He's probably hitting 30. Yeah. He's oh, definitely hitting 30. We don't even have the people. It wouldn't to even trade be that him, bad. To, it wouldn't even be that bad for you guys to take him. You guys have no point know. guard. I don't know who we would. No, we have the same guy as him, just less. He's just not better. 31 Kobe years old. Kobe White does the same thing he does. He's just not better than That's Kemba. That's not true. He's a scoring guard. That's it takes not a like lot Kemba. No, Kemba's definitely better. I just said. They don't play the same. No, but would your team be better with Kemba? No, because we need a playmaking point guard. We don't but need Kem- a score Kemba guard. can play make though. Nah. Kobe White can't play make. No, 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 no. <laughs> he can't. I, I, think, I, think you, I think you're missing. You, no, I don't think. No, I know I, Kemba's a scoring guard. No, I know. When I say we need a playmaker, you should know what I mean. We don't need a Kemba playmaker. So we like need, Alonzo playmaker. Yeah, we okay, need okay. that type of playmaker, like a Rubio. We don't need. But some, even then, I think I think Kemba Kemba on your team. I mean. I'm not saying that you guys would do anything big, but it would definitely be better than what oh, you have. You, I, I think you guys can make the playoffs with a cheer of like. How many points he averages this year? Nineteen. I don't see the Kemba thing. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't see it. I honestly. think it would. It would. It would, it would make, make you guys better. relevant. You guys. It would make suck. you guys better. It would make you guys better. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you guys. But like, like you wouldn't contend with. No, it, I'm, I'm gonna just be. A, I'm gonna just be a hundred with you guys. I don't think we'd contend with Kemba. I'm no, just, I, no, none of us yeah, are saying you'd contend. I don't think we'd make the playoffs. I think we'd be the same team we are. I'll right be now. honest. I don't think you make the playoffs with Rubio. I didn't say Lonzo. we would. But I just said that's what we need. We need we no, need no, I get it. But yeah, make the playoffs with them. Yeah, I wouldn't make the playoffs with either of them though. Yeah. I don't know. You really think you wouldn't make the playoffs with Kemba, bro? I don't think now with Kemba, yeah. With Kemba, Zach Levine, I don't know. With Lonzo. I don't Luchovic, know why. I don't, Thaddeus I don't, I don't Young, see. like your team, Pat. Another year, of Pat Williams. We're, I, we're literally that just team is good, bro. We're literally just plugging in another guy that I don't know does I just, a little bit more than Kobe White. I swear to God, bro, it's not. And there's major. a reason Kobe White got benched for Thomas Sadoransky, though. Yeah, because they need a point guard next to. Campbell would never bench. Campbell would never be benched for no, Saturday. but it's not. Never it's, no, he wouldn't. But I'm saying they did that because <laughs> Thomas Sadoransky is more. He bro. He's That's more of a crazy. playmaker. Zach needs a playmaker next. Yeah, he doesn't need that. another guy to take the ball out of his hands. But Ke- like, but Campbell can play that role. He, he's not. He's the, struggling in Boston to play that role. What are you talking about? No, I don't think he's struggling in Boston. That yeah, might yes, he that is. mightily to play that role. For one, Kemba's been injured in Boston a lot. So has Brown. Yes. So is Jalen Brown? How about his first they all, they've all been injured. What did you guys make of his first year in Boston? I think it was good. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I mean, he struggled in the playoffs, though. He did, but, I mean. I mean, but my thing is, he, he, said, ACF, he, said, he, said, he said he took the he took a back seat. But last year, we, we can agree, Kemmel was the number two guy. Jalen Brown just makes this huge leap and then oversteps him. 
and then becomes the second guy, and then Kemba takes the backseat and becomes that playmaker. But in Chicago, role. he'd be the second. But I'm saying he no, no. But wait, is that Levine and who? In the big guy. What's wrong with Vucevic? you? Vucevic, okay, but Vucevic is nice. That that's exactly my point. Vucevic could feed off of what Kemba does. Though. What does Kemba do though? You put them in pick and roll sets, bro. Oh my god. Pick have and you pop, watched, pick and roll. Have you watched Kemba in Boston in a pick and roll set? But Vucevic just gives you a bigger threat because he can shoot. That's what I'm he saying. He can shoot and he can. They, you know they run the pick and roll with Tatum, Brown. Like they run how's it with your, bigs. How's your team's defense? It's not good. Okay, so Kemba Walker's not going to be Yeah, but I'm just he's, saying. He's too high I'm just saying. Kemba. Kemba can take that lesser role and be a impactful playmaker. Oh, wait, but okay, I just don't, okay, I don't no, think it'd be. I, hold on. I, I agree with both of you. I think no, that it would make them better, but I don't think. You're saying he can take that lesser role, yet he's struggling in Boston to take the same role. I mean, he was no, he's taking year, the though. third role in Boston. As, as a scorer, to he's not gonna. He's gonna be the third scorer in Chicago. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're gonna put him in front of Vucevic, a yes, 25 point per game scorer who shoots Kemba, better from the field than him, and he's a guard. Kemba is a better scorer than Vucevic. He's not. <laughs> I don't. Vucevic, Vucevic, Vucevic shoots Vucevic better. No. You know Vucevic what's funny? Vucevic, nice, Vucevic can score from all three levels too. Nah, better Vucevic, than Kemba. Vucevic, <laughs> is, Vucevic is nice, but Kemba is a. Be- I think he's a better scorer than Vucevic. Yeah. I'm just telling you the team's direction, gang. I, I, that's all I can tell you. No, but I'm just saying, you're making it sound like Kemba can't play a facilitator role at all. I'm just all. saying he's struggling in Boston to do that. But that's not what he's struggling with in Boston. He's struggling in Boston to, one, stay healthy, but two, he has to take a way lesser role. And there, there are so many people on Boston that need the ball. Ooh. One, you got Tatum, you got Brown, and also when Fournier came, you had to give him the ball, yeah, too. Fournier is kind of like, all There's right, too many added uh, parts in Boston that you had to really try to make happy. I mean, that should help him if he's a playmaker. Not really. Yeah, because you, so, you have so many people around you. It should open up the game But for in you. Chicago, he can be more of a scoring guard that is a secondary but, playmaker. Okay, okay, but that's not what we want. I'm trying to explain that to you. You're not listening. No, I'm not saying that's not what Chicago wants, <laughs> but I'm saying he could play that role. I, but I'm telling you, we've seen it. Like he's been in Boston, and we've seen him play all these roles, and he hasn't lived up to the billing. So what makes what, you think? What's all these roles? He's been the secondary scorer and then a playmaker. It wasn't that good. He's been the third best player. It wasn't that good. Like he, we've seen Kemba, in but in that in that role. secondary role, we've seen him. We've seen him thrive though. Thrive? I mean, they did yes. go to the ECF, but he didn't play well throughout that. But whole then again, run. Boston has a, 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 a. I would argue that Boston, his first year there, has a better roster than Chicago. Because like Rev is talking about, like he doesn't know if they'd make the playoffs. Chicago would definitely make the playoffs. I think they would. I think they would. I don't think it would. I think they I think would. we'd probably be in a play. Wait, aren't you the same person I that think they'll be good? Every single player that had a great performance in a bubble, you knock it because it's the bubble. But Kemba plays bad in the bubble. You're saying, oh, he played bad in the playoffs. Does that not hold the same? I mean, he's playing bad right now. So you he's want playing, me to keep talking about that? He's too? playing very bad. Right he's, now. Like he's playing horrible. Like very bad. I mean, without Jalen Brown this season, he's actually averaged like twenty five points per game, though. I don't see it. No, <laughs> I haven't serious. seen it. I mean, I, I think Brooklyn is a. But then again, Jason team. Jason Tatum's been playing bad too. But you're saying they're the elite, whole team's they're, been they're an bad. elite offensive team. I, I think they're they're letting Kyrie go one on one with Kemba. It's just not working. Well, we never said Kemba was a defender. No, I'm talking about Kyrie's guarding Kemba. Kyrie's not a bad defender though. Okay, but yeah, he's. I, really I understand what you're year. saying, but we're like, like you're telling me like Kemba's this, Kemba's that, and we're watching Kemba. He's playing horrible. Can't go toe to toe. I'm not telling you Kemba's this and Kemba's that. I'm saying that Kemba in Chicago would make the playoffs with the Bulls. I don't think so. I mean, but just, you're giving roster, but you have a good, you have a good team. You just need a point guard. Yeah, no, but you have to remember what we also have to give up for Kemba. 
Well, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't really uh, thinking uh, that Larry Markman doesn't want to be there, and I yeah, think you guys like, don't want him either. He has like eight mil. You have to throw we aren't, we aren't thinking that far, though. We're just talking about what he'd do. I'm not talking about trade packages. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't think he'd do what you think he'd do. That's all. I disagree. Make the playoffs? I don't think we'd make the playoffs. I really? I think y'all just, would. I'm not saying when a series, just make the playoffs. But we were an 11th seed. Now, you at Kemba, you don't think you'd be better than that? We'd, we'd, be, we'd be in the play on, maybe. I mean, Indiana <laughs> was hurt all year. Like that's So, the, in the comments down below, comment whether you think is, that's, if Kemba was on Chicago, think, you just put him in in Chicago... Would the Bulls make the playoffs? <laughs> and now we're going to move on to a different segment. So we want to hear you guys. What do you guys think? Would the Bulls make the playoffs if Kemba Walker is on the Bulls? So now we're about to talk about a team that is in the playoffs and they're about to get knocked out. <laughs> Maybe it's the Los Angeles Clippers. This is a team that Riv had so much faith in uh, all season. And he did. No, I'm saying, what's, yo, he did too. What's wrong with him? Oh, I, I didn't, didn't have faith that. in them all season. I started to Faith come in what way? Later. That they go to the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. They should. Yeah, we. I think we, both of us said we're, they're going to the WCF. They can't. They can't lose in the first round. So let's say that's bad. Let's go on with the topic. Go. What's wrong with the Clippers right now? Why are they underachieving? <laughs> Why are they not playing well? What's wrong with them? Why are they down 0-2 to the Mavericks? Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of things. Um, watching these two games, it's they're switching defense. It's pretty bad. You know, allowing Luka Doncic to dominate matchups like Zubak, Morris, and Pat Bev, it's been destroying them. And Ty Lue making switches and making adjustments late in the game, so now they have to crawl back. That's been pretty bad. Um, the secondary help hasn't showed up. You know, you see guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, those guys have good games. Jalen Brunson and guys like Marcus Morris, Zubak, Pat Bev, Batum, Ibaka, I don't know why he's not getting enough minutes. I think he should be playing right now in this series, but... They haven't shown up, you know? So I think those two are definitely the main problems. And if you watch the games, like, Dallas, I think, in my opinion, is playing their best basketball at the moment. And I don't think the Clippers are shooting the ball all too well as they should be. You know, they shot at a high clip in the regular season. In the playoffs, they haven't been shooting well. And they've still been in winnable games. So I think that definitely plays into the fact that they haven't been playing good and they can still win these two games at the same time. So Ty Ty Lue has to make adjustments. The team has to step up. I know I've, I've, I, like Luca's putting up numbers, but I, like I said, I think Kawhi and Luca are matching each other. It's the other guys they have to step up. You know, Kawhi had forty last game, and the other guys didn't step up. You know, you have to as a team, you have to come together. Luca's got even in the fourth, two games in a row, you've seen Luca off like scoring. He got neutralized a little bit. He was still making the plays. His guys were just hitting the shots. Yeah. The Clippers weren't hitting shots, and they should be hitting shots. So I think that go walking into Dallas. It's going to be tough. We've seen Kawhi win four straight against a better team, with a better team also, too. So it's not – I wouldn't say the series is over, but it's not looking too good at yeah, the moment. Not. Two games in Dallas is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be tough for them to get it, but <clears throat> they got to make adjustments. This is what's wrong with the Clippers. And you're right, Kawhi has been down 0-2, but he was down 0-2 away. He didn't lose his first two games at home in Toronto. He lost at Milwaukee. That's a big difference. We'll talk about this first. You were absolutely right. Tyron Lue, he's a horrible coach. I don't think he's a good coach. I think right now it's showing that he was a product of LeBron James, as a lot of guys are, as it comes to light sooner rather than later. Their switching defense has been horrible. They have no sense of urgency. They lack communication. And Zubats should not be playing in this series. He is unplayable because they are hunting him down every possession. Like. Jalen Brunson, every it doesn't matter who Zubats is on. 
They are getting him in those pick and roll situations and forcing a switch and just attacking him. And I don't think he's playable in this series. I would not play him. For me, <laughs> me too. I would go small against the Mavericks. And also, Serge Ibaka played six minutes in game two. I think that's just unacceptable. Yeah, he should play 15 you know, in game one. That, that is, that is, <laughs> the, that is your marquee free agent acquisition. And in the minutes he played in game two, he switched on to Luka and he kept up with them. Luka made the shot because he's that great, but he contested it well. For me, I think their best lineup is Rondo, Kawhi, PG, Morris, and Batum. That's a lineup I'd go with. I'd play yeah. small, and I'd play like that. The series is not over whatsoever because I think if they do make these adjustments, they can win one in Dallas, maybe two. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure because it's just tough. Once you lose two games straight at home, to win two games on the road in Dallas resilience. is going to be tough. And you talked about Kawhi. Matching Luca, scoring yes, but their impact I don't think so because Luca <laughs> is not only scoring the same amount as Kawhi, but he's that's, also that's passing I was, I and assisting. Yeah, like I think Luca's impact on this series has been. I mean, he has his footprint all over the series. But most of the time, when people talk about the Clippers. They often talk about their collapse, but they don't talk about the other team. The Mavericks have been playing phenomenal. They were the 18th ranked three point shooting team coming into the series. They are shooting 50 percent. From the three, Luka has been amazing. Tim Hardaway Jr., everybody on the Mavs has been amazing. Porzingis in game two had that late three that bounced all the way up and came back down. That was just a prayer answer from the basketball gods. So they have been really on fire. Is that going to slow down? If it does slow down and and they do come back to earth, maybe the Clippers can crawl back into this series. But I just think I can't believe I didn't see this coming. (laughs) <laughs> because in the regular season, the Mavericks dominated the Clippers. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. And before the season, I know a lot of people thought I was crazy when I said it. When I said Luka was better than Kawhi, I said he was better than KD. And everybody <laughs> didn't think I was, you know, everybody thought I was crazy. Maybe you still think I am crazy, but I'm going to say this. I think Luka Doncic right now is the best player in the world. I do. The only person I take o- <laughs> the only person I'd consider taking over Luca is LeBron James. But that's the only guy. Mm-hmm. And even if you put Luca on the Lakers, the Lakers would still be championship contenders. Luca right Here now is the best player in the world. He's playing like it. And I don't want to hear anybody say, Oh, but Luca doesn't have the accolades, the MVPs, the finals. Before LeBron won his first finals, we knew he was the best player in the world. He had an MVP. Keep going. But before he won his first finals, we Hold knew he was yeah. we Keep knew going. he was Keep the going. best player in the world. Okay. Right now, yeah. if you watch Luka game, day in and day out, you watch the games, you watch his impact on nice offense though. as Very a passer. Funny. Not only that, but there's this narrative that he's not a good defender, but he is a good defender. Yes. You watch his impact all around. I think he is the best player in the world. And this is the series <laughs> that he proves it because if the if the Mavericks beat the Clippers in this first round, they are going to the Western Conference Finals. Mm. And it's going to be Luka versus LeBron in the WCF, and then we'll see what happens. So uh, who's who do you had to be the best player in the world last week? Who did I have? I forgot. I think it was Harden. Yeah, that's close. He's up there too. Uh, what about <laughs> what about last month? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> no, say Harden actually, was the best player in the world last week. I didn't say it. It was LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I've, last I've month said, it was Harden. I've said I've said LeBron was. I mean, I always thought LeBron was the best, honestly. I thought you said last month Harden was the best. I mean, Harden's the best player on the Nets. I've said no, that. No, you said Harden was the best player yeah, in the Harden, world. Harden missed like a month. 
So it had to be two months ago. Yeah, it was that that month he was going. Harden wasn't playing like the best player in the world at that time. Yes, he was. When when he before his injury, yes, he was playing like the best. You said about four or five people were the best in the world because you tweeted tweeted Steph Curry was. Is the best player in the world too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's very right. close. It's just make, yeah, just it's close. So, so you're in, this the thing. You're in the moment, guy. No, right, this is the thing. I have to just get that this out the way. This is this is the problem with, <laughs> yeah. with this is the problem with your argument. I'm not arguing anything. No, this is the problem with your statement. The problem with your statement is that you seem to think there's a gap between these top players. No, there's not a gap. You know, if if Le, if if Luke is better than Harden, it's by this much. Oh. If Luke is better than Steph. It's by this so, much. So, like, so your statement more is like any given night, either one of those players could be the best player in the world. Yes, and right uh, now to this that. point, Luka wait, has Luca. The, the way Luka is playing, he is the. There's no other player in basketball that I would take over Luka. The no, way he is playing, crazy. I would not that's take great, anyone though. over Luka. That's crazy. The the only person I take is LeBron. That's the only guy. How about Kevin Durant. No. You wouldn't take KD. No. I mean, you've been saying like Luka was better than KD for a minute though, so I give you that. That no, but then I asked him a couple months ago. But he's weird, and, bro. And he, then he said, no, he said Kevin Durant was better. Yeah, no, he, no, he, he told I think Luka impacts the game more. He said on this channel, Luka's better than Kevin Durant. He said that. I was just, no, I, I remember that. Yeah, I'm not it, making a statement. I was just asking you just to make sure you keep up with what you're saying. The gap is not that, the, the gap is not that far. And Luka right now, I would not take anybody over Luka the way he's playing. That's dope. There is no weakness in his game. There's none. On offense, what's his weakness? He can handle. He can pass. He can now shoot the three. He can shoot off the dribble. He has a great floater. Great he can drive to the basket. He can draw fouls. There's no weakness in his great game. Player. Great player. Phenomenal player. I think he's the best. I feel you. I just, I'm just, I, I just <laughs> asked you I questions. That's best. all. I asked you questions. Um, so, I mean, you guys said a lot of the things that I was going to say about this series. Um, but I, I agree with Riv. The main reason I think the Clippers are losing is because their role players are playing really bad. I mean... Marcus Morris had like what, like eight points last game. He was like a minus eighteen. Bro had two the had, first game. Then you had Zubac, who, like you said, they've been attacking this whole series. Like he he looks unplayable in this series. And then uh, the coaching of the the coaching uh, decisions that Tyron Lewis made. I mean, you get Rajon Rondo. This is the guy that I've heard Clippers fans. I've heard many people preach that he would help them out. Yet you play him fifteen minutes last game. And in those 15 minutes, he looked like he did more than Patrick Beverly has done the entire series on the floor. Patrick Beverly's been getting killed by Luka. So uh, a lot of it has to do with the role players, but I'll put most of the blame on Tyron Lue because his his lineups, his rotations have been <laughs> awful. So um, I, 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 I agree with that lineup that it needs to be Rondo, PG, uh, Kawhi, Batum. I think you need those guys out there to be more uh, competitive in this series. Uh, can they come back? Um it depends. It depends. If Tim Hardaway Jr. and Max Kleber are, are hitting their threes and Luka Doncic is killing, then it's. I think this series is completely over if they're keeping in their shots like that. Like, there's nothing that you could do. You've already dug yourself into a 2-0 hold. You lost both the games at home, so it's going to be very tough. If they come back to earth and they make those adjustments and the Clippers, you know, the rope, we get better play out of the role players, then yes, this can be a series. But the majority of this series and the blame, I put on, I put on Tyron Lue and... If the Clippers lose this first round, Kawhi's definitely leaving, and they're going to be one of the worst franchises in basketball for a very, very long time. So uh, the Clippers franchise as a whole, they need to step up because if 
if this happens, I don't see a world in which Kawhi Leonard is going to stay here. Yeah, I agree. I think I, uh, see, I just don't see it happening. I agree with a lot of things, Joel. So I think that a uh, five man rotation was was that's the, the lineup, best. That's the lineup that digs him out of a hole in the fourth oh, quarter. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. That's the lineup too. that Surge gets him. I'm in. not. I'm not a gatekeeper of what I say. I say stuff all the time, but I will say this. You said I tweeted something. I'm going through my tweets right now. I did not tweet anything about Crank be, being the best. You player delete in the world. tweets. You got to stop. I you got to I, 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 I said this. I do I said remember this. that. He told I do, me. I no, no, no. no I, I said I this. I showed you it, right? Yeah, you, oh, no, I said this. Oh. I said Steph Curry is the greatest scorer of all time. That's what I said. I think he's the greatest scorer. JC, just go, go in the catalog. I did not. I did you're, not. You're I never of, said Steph was the best. You're in the a man world. of never. Delete, you're a man of deleting tweets. The only person, the only person that I've said, the only per, the only thing that I've said about Steph this whole season was that I don't know why people are thinking this season is so much more special than James Harden's season that he had in twenty in twenty nineteen. That's what I've been saying about this season. I, if anything, he deleted it. I didn't I delete deleted. it. I just never tweeted it. Y'all talking about I deleted it. I, yeah, I never tweeted that. No, because it was funny because like you're the man of deleted tweets. I remember, JC doesn't no, lie, I don't bro. Do, JC I don't, literally I don't delete me tweets. and said, "Yo, why Joel just said stuff is the <laughs> best player tweet, in the world." I didn't tweet. And then you know when, I he, never when he lost stuff. in the play and like you said that. Uh, yeah, and then you said, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> you gotta stop, bro. Like, no, no, I never said, said that. I know I never said that. You said tonight was the biggest game of the season for Steph Curry. He committed seven turnovers. Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson weren't there to bail him out tonight. And in Steph Curry's first year with a subpart roster, he was unable to lead his team to the playoffs. James Harden is so much better. He but is. I'm, I'm, I'm 95% sure that you did at one point tweet I that never Steph said that. Curry at I said, one point I said was the, the best player in no, the world. No, I said he's the greatest scorer of all time, and I stand by that. But then that. on what? this pod, you said, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. Yes. You think he's the greatest scorer yes. of all time? JC, JC, stop, I think he, he has the bay for it. JC, he really does. JC, stop, because on this same podcast, he said James Harden was the greatest scorer of all time. And then he said Michael Jordan. And then he I said Michael Kobe. Jordan. Yeah, no, that's no, what he said. Not. He never I said went, Steph Curry. He never, ever I went back. brought up I Steph went Curry's back. name. I went ever. back. I went back and I watched the film and I watched how much you Curry see how he, impacts you see how he the makes game takes, off the ball. Then goes watches nah, film and then thing. reverses the take. You see I that? can't wait. Hold up. I can't. You can switch it. You can yeah, always switch your I can't switch what I say based on what I watch. Why can't you watch tape first? Then make a tape. No, I watched the tape, but no, I think no, no, what Steph, Steph Curry proved this year that he belongs in that category with the best scores of all time. You but I always have. But I know that before. But this I year, also tweeted this know. April twenty fourth. I tweeted this. Curry is getting all the praise on the Warriors right now, but let's not forget about Draymond. So I'm not, I I have not just been on Je- Steph Curry's jock this entire season. I've been praying. I've been praising Draymond Green just as much, and I've never said Steph Curry was the best in the world. I would never say that. I never said that. I would never even dare to put him over LeBron or Harden. I've never once in my life said Steph was better than Harden. Not once. Not once. No, your credibility You're, is terrible. Or did you say Steph Curry's playing like the best player in the world? I never said that either. But okay. at one point in, in the season, at one point in time, I'm not saying he wasn't because he definitely had a Yo, there's so many screenshots of him deleting tweets. Like, he's bad, bro. <laughs> How can you screenshot somebody deleting tweets? No, I'm saying there's screenshots of your tweets, and then, you and then we them? go look at them, go find them, and then you've deleted them. They're gone. <laughs> I mean, you got to stop. I, you got to stop. You got to stop, bro. When you, when you have a Twitter and you, you tweet a lot, and you don't get suspended on Twitter like you, and you don't delete your Twitter, mm. then you could look back at my <laughs> track record. But they can't look back at yours because you don't got none. You know. So. I mean, I stand on everything I say. Nah, you don't. I don't. I don't flip what I say. Nah, and everybody don't. knows that I stand on everything I <laughs> nah, say. I don't tell nah, a take nah, and then don't. flip it. I stand on what nah, I say. No, nah, you don't. Nobody can check back on you. Nobody can check it. So, so this, I mean, we're all in agreement that if the, they lose in the first round, Kawhi is leaving, though, right? Like hundred oh, percent, right? He's leaving. I don't see why he's. he's not yeah, he's, he's gonna go to the Knicks. 
if he leaves. Okay, that's another discussion for and another he's, day. Uh, but he's gonna join Julius Randle and them boys. But yeah, I think if, uh, yeah, if I think if he, I think he leaves, I think we're gonna talk about that topic another day about the Clippers and how they're gonna look if Kawhi leaves because they're going horrible. to look like one of the worst teams in the NBA. That deserves its own topic. That'll be one of the worst trades of all time. Like I said, my taste to the stands, Clippers and six. Clippers and six. The Mavericks are winning this in six or five, one of those. Clippers wow. and six. He switched his take. You see that? I stand on what I said. Yeah, I switched my take. <laughs> I yeah, I, 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 picked, I picked the Clippers to win the series at first and six, but based off the first two no, games, I, just, I, would, I, just want you to, I would not pick the Clippers. I want you, when you, <laughs> when you switch your take, I just don't want you to go back and say I was right the whole time. Because you were what <laughs> you switched midway. Don't go back talk about I'm right the whole time. We don't want to hear that. Too. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to yeah. hear that. Well, it depends if the Clippers play up to the potential that I thought they were going to play up to. Be, but to you begin switched. the series. But you switched. And yeah, no, I mean based off right now, the Mavericks should win the series. They're up two zero. No, but you just said Mavs. You just said Mavs in six. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Mavs in six. Okay, I think so they. I think they will finish off this series and because right. so. I think they'll win one at home. If it, I think the Clippers will win one game at Dallas. So if it's three one, I don't think Luca is losing three straight games. Yeah, I'm sure we all. I don't think so. I'm sure we all thought Chris Paul wouldn't do that. Kawhi I wouldn't do that. I thought the Clippers weren't going to yeah, do I'm that. I'm sure we all thought a lot of guys wouldn't lose three straight. Yeah, but that's Luca. That's different. Or Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we thought Kevin Durant, Steph. I'm sure we thought a lot of guys. Yeah, I'm sure we thought a lot of guys wouldn't. Yeah, do I'm that. not talking about what you thought. I'm talking about what hmm. I think. No, you know? Okay, but he's just not going to do it. The world's seen it. You said Mavs are going to finish off in six. Don't come back next week if they win. Talk about I was right all along. No, you said it today, May tw- May twenty seventh. You said the Mavs are going to finish it off. Yeah, I take. think so. I say I say they're going to finish. I think they will finish it off. But I will also say this: the series is not over. You did say that it's not over. And the Clippers, <clears throat> if they make the right adjustments, if Tyron Lue does start to coach well, there is a possibility that they can come back. But I would just bank on the Mavericks winning based off what I see. I think Got right it. now they're just hot. They're just hot right now, and it's hard to slow down a team like that. I agree. And they're going home. Yeah, you know who else might go home soon? The Miami Heat, because they're down 0-2 to the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And I told you this before the series. You know, there's something that I was very right about. Like I said, I'm right about 99% of the things I say. You know, I you said it was going 7, you, right? No, I never said that. I said 5. Wait, wait. You, you didn't say this series was going 7? I, I said 6. six. I, I said 6. I, I could have sworn you said 7 on that. I watched one episode. I, I said it could one go 7. One of you said 7. I said 5. Oh, I, I said, said it could go 7, but this is what I'm saying right now. Okay. I told you this. The Bucks beat the Heat late in the season because they wanted to face the Heat. Unlike those cowards in the Clippers, where they wanted to tank and not face the Lakers, they avoided the Lakers. And now they're they're... Stuck Which with Luca and Luca and Luca is kicking their butts right now. Milwaukee said we don't we're not we don't care about the Heat in the bubble. They were the bubble guppies. We don't think they're going to be that good. <laughs> so the Bucks right now in this series they're averaging 120 points per game to the Heat's 102. Game two inflated that a lot because game two was a complete blowout. But game one obviously a much closer game. People talk about Jimmy and Bam playing bad, but Milwaukee didn't shoot well from three either. Game two, Bryn Forbes, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, they went crazy, specifically Bryn Bryn Forbes. He had stretches where he was the best guy on the court. like He just couldn't miss. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, based on these two games, obviously the popular thing to say is that Milwaukee has it in, in, you know, they have it done. They have the series locked. But we've seen Milwaukee be up 2-0 and blow leads. Even though this is not the same team, I think Drew Holiday makes a huge difference. I think Bryn Forbes was one of the – Probably the second most important acquisition in the offseason yep. because he can stretch the floor. 
Bobby Porter's off the bench. Right. But I think the most important guy is P.J. Tucker. I think he's brought some toughness to the Milwaukee Bucks this year that they weren't going to have. And I think because he was he was <laughs> on the Heat, he's been guarding Jimmy Butler. He's been he's on doing him. very well. And I think because P.J. Tucker is on the Heat, I mean, on the Bucks right now, Jimmy Butler's not playing well because he knows he has to look across P.J. Tucker and he has to, you know, score on him. And I think that's one of the hardest tasks for anybody to do. Even Kevin Durant struggles with it. Um, so, Kevin Durant gave him 40. I think like, P.J. Tucker... He struggle. He just makes it tougher. But P.J. Tucker, I think, has been the X factor in here. And I think... If they face the Nets and move on, he'll be the X factor in that series as well. I think you're wrong, but I don't think you're like off the wall wrong. I just think you're wrong, and your love for PJ Tucker is sick and freak, freaking like you got to stop. Um, <laughs> you got to stop. I think Giannis has been the X factor, and I think more because of Giannis' defense. I think walking into the game, taking that challenge early, guarding Giannis, I mean guarding Jimmy Butler, putting putting the clamps on Jimmy. But I think that. <laughs> Like walking in with that mentality, he hasn't walked in series with Last that mentality. Year he didn't want it. The year before, he didn't really he walk in with smoke. that. When they played Toronto, he really didn't walk in guarding Kawhi from the start. Yeah. I think him doing that, guarding Jimmy, setting the tone game one and two. I, like PJ Tucker has been on him. I think rotating Giannis, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker on Jimmy has put really a strain it's on him offensively, tough. and he's not able to get it going. You know his team is not hitting, so it's it's not looking good for for. Uh, for the Heat, I think Brook Lopez also has been really well. You know, defensively, he's been. I think the Bucks' defense has just been impressive. Yeah, it's just been impressive. It's crazy, and it's like this, crazy. this team has been dominant. I think, like I said, I picked the Bucks in five, but I think Giannis was my X factor just because of the fact that he's obviously, you know, even when he was talking about it, he, he people kept saying he didn't feel confident in the series the way he was speaking. But walking on that court, he looks very confident. His jump shot, he looks confident and he looks ready to go defensively. He looks like he's prepared for the Brooklyn Nets, and I think that's going to be a fun series. Like I said, I got Bucks in five, though. I think Miami's going to split both of them at home. I don't think Miami loses two straight in Miami. If they do, it's going to be close games. Yeah. And I think Milwaukee, game five at home, I think they finish it up. Um, <laughs> I agree with you guys in the sense that I obviously the Bucks are going to win this series. I said Bucks in six. Uh, for some reason, I think Miami's going to come out with a better performance at home. I think it's not out of the realm that they can take a Two games at home, they could. They could. But you know, I still think Bucks and six. I mean, the play of Jimmy Butler, like you guys have alluded to, he's just been a shell of himself from last year. And I'm not gonna say that. I'm not just gonna sit here and say that he's been playing bad. I'm gonna give credit to the Milwaukee Bucks defense. They have a lot of players, a lot of people that can guard him. Like like River said, you got Giannis on him, great defender. PJ Tucker's no slouch on defense, and you got a guard like Drew Holiday. Even Chenzo, even when he's been guarding him, it's tough. Like, this is a great defensive team. And then you got a rim protector in Brooke Lopez. Um, if Miami wants to come back in this series, one thing that I noticed when I was watching the game and towards the box score, towards the end, is that they're completely getting out-rebounded very bad. Like, they've been down on the glass, like, by 20 boards. And if you're going to win the game in the playoffs, you have to rebound the ball. You can't be minus 20 in terms of rebounding. And Bam Adebayo also has to play better, too. He's actually... Hasn't been as aggressive as he was last year in the bubble. Could have been because the bubble he was playing good. But, you know, he hasn't been as aggressive. And then Jimmy Butler's, you know, the, the defense they played on Jimmy Butler, is they've kind of neutralized them. So what Miami needs to do is they need to rebound the ball better and they need to hit more of their shots because I know in game two they were atrocious from the, uh, from the three ball. The bench is playing bad. So I would chalk it up and say it was just a bad game. But I think... I think Miami takes at least one or two at home and makes this a five to six game series. I just don't see how they can get swept, but it's not out of the room that they could get swept. But like I said, I'm going to stick to my prediction. I said Bucks and six. 
Uh, these two games are going to determine, you know, how close or how far over this series is going to end. So we'll see. I mean, Butler right now is averaging 13.5 points per game, shooting 25% from the field, 22% from three, so around his normal three-point percentage, and uh, <laughs> 64% from the free throw line. No, and not. he has a plus-minus of minus 42, which the is the worst on the team. And I'll say this. You mentioned Giannis on, on defense and stuff like that, and now he's taking the challenge, and that's been a difference. I don't think that's the biggest difference in Giannis. I think right now the biggest difference is that he's playing off the ball more. I think last year in their series, he played more on the ball. They try to use him as a primary ball handler. They played him at the top of the key. And when you do that, it's very easy to load up and build that wall on him. But right now, they're using him much more as a roller in pick-and-roll situations. And he's playing off the ball. He's in that dunker spot. He's you know roaming around the baseline. Mm-hmm. I think that just goes to show that Mike Budenholzer noticed something. He is switching up the game plan, which is a very good sign for Bucks fans moving forward because – you need Mike Budenholzer to be fast in his adjustments. It did take him about two years to notice that. Well, but still, <laughs> I think now it's a good sign that they're going to Giannis and playing him more off the ball because he can't. He's not a primary ball handler. He just doesn't have that passing in his game. Well, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but they've been kind of playing like that all year. And that's what the uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. That, oh, we forgot to mention Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton has been balling too. Yeah, but that, that's I think with Drew Holiday, you know, he, him being just so much and far and away better player. And Eric Bledsoe and having that <laughs> ability to be a playmaker and to be a scorer. Chris Middleton has also upped up his playmaking, so him putting him in the pick and roll with Giannis has been pretty dope to see. Vincenzo, he does it sometimes too, so that's good for the game. I think, yeah, but I agree with you. I think, I, like, I think that's been a good, a good step in his game and him evolving as a basketball player. You know, kind of being more comfortable being that big man, go down low, running that pick and roll, and I don't, I, I don't know what Miami is gonna do. You know. Jimmy Butler has just been in the crunch. Karan Dragic has been playing okay, but Tyler Harrow hasn't been performing. Oh, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, like this team just does it's outmatched. Yeah, they just look outmatched. outmatched and I do. And I, I, I've been saying that the Bucks look like a different team than what they've been looking like over the past two years. And I think Mike Budenholzer got him on fire, clicking. I think these acquisitions has been really good. Because I heard I mean, Mike Budenholzer lost his series. He was going to get fired most likely. So <laughs> Yeah, probably. No, so, yeah, 100%. So, you know, um, we'll see. I mean, this series looks just about dumb, but I'm not going to run away from the fact that I think it's still going to be Bucks and Six. Now, this series ain't and over. You didn't, you didn't burst my bubble because we're talking about strictly versus the Heat or versus playoff opponents. And this is the first time in the playoffs they have played Giannis like that. So I think it is a different variation from what they've done in the playoffs previously. Word. So you didn't burst my bubble. Your needle wasn't sharp <laughs> enough that time. Well, I mean, you know, I just they've been playing like that for a majority of the year. So I thought you would notice it, you know, being a film guy and all. Well, noticing <laughs> it now, yeah, because it's the playoffs. It's the oh, okay. brightest of the lights. Yeah, well, I, they just I think kept going. The, change, the change right now is that I said this last year, too, that Giannis is Shaq. He's a modern-day Shaq. And they were trying to play him like a LeBron. And I don't think that was ever him. He was always a guy who is going to thrive playing like a big man, not playing like a perimeter he's a, player. I think he's a big. Like, he I, is a big man. Yeah, That's exactly what he is. I think, you know, them trying to make him like one of the wings, like a LeBron, like Kawhi, like a KD, I don't think he's that mainly on the perimeter. I think he's a guy who needs to be down low. And that's where he's most effective. So I remember you picked the Suns in five, right? You're capping. You got to stop. You picked the Suns in seven, right? No, I picked the Lakers in seven. 
Okay, I see what you so, tried to do there. Nah, I'm playing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all thought the Lakers were going to win. Obviously, after game one, everybody overreacted and thought that Phoenix might have taken it. I don't think they not, overreacted. Not me, not you, not you. I'm, I'm guessing not you. But I know that a lot of people thought that Phoenix would have given them a better run for their money. Obviously, Chris Paul got hurt. And now it's probably one of the saddest storylines uh, of the playoffs right now. Is he out for game three? He's, I don't he's know if he's out, but he, it's he does, not the he same does, He doesn't all. look the same. Like and they still hurt. fought in game two. I just... They need Chris Paul, bro. They can't. They can't take. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, game one was mostly a feel out game, like it always is for LeBron and Lakers teams. I yeah. didn't. I didn't see that intensity from them at all, and you can see it. It was night and day from game one to game two. In game two, they were in the passing lanes like crazy. In the first quarter, it really flashed. But in game one, the biggest thing, the biggest reason why they lost is I think. The pick and roll, Andre Drummond putting him in those situations. He overplayed on Booker, whoever was a ball handler at the time, and it would allow DeAndre Ayton to get very easy buckets. He still was killing. I think in game two, Ayton was killing game two. Yeah, he was good in game two. I think they went to Mark Gasol, and Mark Gasol brought in a better defensive presence. I think going forward, Gasol could probably will probably play more minutes than Drummond. I think Drummond. It really depends on how he starts because. He only played that much in game two because in the first quarter of game two, he had a double-double. Like, he already was dominating the boards. He was making the impact. But if he's not doing something like that, I, I expect Marcus to really, you know, replace him very quickly. I also didn't see much double teams um, from the Lakers towards Devin Booker in the first half of game two. In the second half, they started to do it a little bit more, but they're starting to give Devin Booker a little bit more looks, which is causing him to think more before he makes a play. So I think it's Lakers in five. I think they win next two in L.A., and I think they close it out in Phoenix. Maybe it can go six, but without Chris Paul, I really doubt that it's going six. So you're changing it. Your uh, take again. Well, I mean, the, I mean, you, what's you, you, you didn't have Lakers in. I know, but you, I definitely had Lakers in five. Did you really? Yeah. You I was sure? about to say you can't blame him because the Chris Paul injury is major. I, yeah, I, I mean, I never. Anybody, I would uh, hope anybody. That's one to make sure. Would change I mean, I, I like guarantee that. you, I didn't have the Suns in seven. I didn't. I don't know. You definitely nobody picked the Suns. You put. I mean, you picked. I oh, know you picked the Lakers, Lakers in seven. seven. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I picked. The Lakers I didn't have the Lakers in seven. I, I mean, I think you had this. No, no. On the I remember watching the segment. I said Lakers in five. Oh. I said I, I don't think the Lakers are going to lose. I think they're going to maybe lose the first game, and they're going to win the next four. Um, and I still stand by that. I you got to give some credit to Phoenix. You know, game one, game two, you saw the adjustments from the Lakers defensively, but I think Phoenix still kept coming. Still played the same way they played. They play hard. They're a young team, but they're still doing their thing. You got to give them credit. They're playing the best they can without their leader. You know, him being banged up and not being able to play his best. You still see Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, DeAndre, and he, he's balling. So you still Bridges. see that. Yeah, like you see Bridges. They're, they're doing their thing. So you got to give them credit. This Lakers team is just superior in experience. They have the best player, the real best player in the world. <laughs> so they have that they guy. They have Luka? No, they have LeBron, mm. the James. Okay. The real best player in the world. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> they have Anthony Davis. You know, he's starting to get back to himself. So I think, like, it's just too much firepower for Phoenix. But this, you know, we we all figured that. You know, we thought Lakers was going to win. The adjustments. I, I think, I hope Chris Paul, you know, it sucks for Chris Paul. Because it I feels like it happens every year it's with the, the team. He always line. gets hurt. Main storyline, he always gets hurt. You know, last year, it, it, it didn't happen with OKC. But with Houston, it happened. What a beat the Warriors. The Clippers. Clippers one year that happened. Yeah, like, it's just, it's a terrible, it's a terrible feeling. But I, I hope... He plays tonight. I hope he thugs it out to playoff game. I know he's gonna if he's ready, he's gonna play. And I hope they make it a tougher fight. Tough. I think Lakers steal two. 
I said steal. Wow. I said I think the Lakers take two in L.A. and I think Phoenix grabs one when they go back home. Pause. And then the Lakers finish it up game six. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, what could I say? My biggest takeaway is Chris Paul got hurt. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the shoulder injury, like, I mean, if you've been watching the games, you see that he doesn't have the same zip on the ball. He can't dribble that well, can't shoot. He's, you know, favoring his shoulder. And, and that's big because, I mean, I didn't think he was MVP, and I'm pretty sure nobody here thought he was MVP. But we're talking about a guy who impacts winning, who impacted the culture in Phoenix, who helps other players get better. You know what I mean? So um, there's not really much to say. I think I was going to say Lakers in, in seven because I thought that Anthony Davis, LeBron coming back from injuries and then having to play high-intensity basketball, you know, the Suns caught him at the best possible time. But with Chris Paul out, a heightened playmaking role for Devin Booker and all these young guys got to step up who this is their first time in the playoffs. So against a, a team that just won the championship. So I don't see how, how this is going to go seven anymore. I say Lakers in five. I think they're going to win the next two in L.A. And I think they're going to just close it out in Phoenix just because of the Chris Paul injury. Yeah, and honestly, I think one of these games, I'm not sure which one, but one of these games are going to be a blowout where the Lakers are really going to put their might foot be, on the Phoenix yeah, next. Because be the thing about it is that even in game two, there were stretches where the Lakers could have pulled away. But yeah. Phoenix kept fighting back. I'm not <laughs> sure if they still have that this game. You know, I don't know if Cameron Payne has 19 <clears throat> points off the bench again. He'll, he's probably he going to start. He's gotten better, though. He's gotten better. Wild, better. Cam, so. Campaign is good, but campaign, campaign. So he is good. But uh, I don't I know I don't know if he is going to have a performance like he did again in uh, Game 3 or in other games like he did in like, Game 2. Asking a lot. It's asking a lot for these young players. DeAndre Ayton without a floor general and Chris Paul or even a guy to really set him up, I'm not sure. You know, I think John's Ray, and he's been playing phenomenal, no doubt about it. But but Chris Paul I, has definitely helped him. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's a 20. I think it was more Devin Booker than Chris Paul. I don't think he's a 22 and 14 guy. I see more of like an 18, 17, and 14 guy. I think it's the rebounds stay around the same, but I think he's been having out of body performances these past couple of games. And Devin Booker, if he starts to get double teamed more, we're not sure how he's going to turn out in this yeah. series. You know, but other guys got to step up. You know, Mikel Bridges has to step up, Jay Crowder has to step up. They have been getting open looks that have not been going down. So if they yeah. can start hitting their threes, this can be a close series. But I just think with the intensity I saw in game two, it's just going to heighten in game three. Their game plan is just going to get back better. Home too. Yeah, I think, I think if they keep putting Drummond out there, Aiden's going to put him in the blender. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he that's his favorable matchup. I think he's just Drummond he's, is so yeah, he's, he's like one time he came down. Did an up and under move on? Oh, he Drummond. did a spin move yeah, up I was and under. Like, what yeah, the hell? I didn't him. even know he had that in him. So. I, I, I can see Aiden putting up twenty and fourteen. You know, he most of his shots is right at the rim, so all he, he has to do, yeah, all he has to do is just go up. Yeah. It's easy for him. So I, I can see him putting up twenty fourteen. But I, I think <laughs> game three tonight could probably be that game where they put their foot down. You know, first game in LA, playoff game. Chris Paul, we don't know, questionable. I think Lakers yeah, come out I firing. Think, yeah. LeBron and A D could be on one if they on one. There's no yeah, this is the first game at home and they have a chance to be up two one. And if they lose, they're down 1-2. They're going to blow them out tonight, I think. I, think I personally right. think Game 3 is the most important game of the series. Of 100%. It dictates where the series is going to head, yep. who's going to have the advantage moving forward. I think forward. it's like a percentage. I think 70% of teams who win Game 3 will win the series. Yeah. yeah. We'll so if the Clippers win Game 3, I mean, they're going to win the You guys think Chris Paul? I think Chris Paul plays tonight. No, he's going to play. I, I think, he's just I think he plays, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be good. No, I just think his it's shoulders bothering him. It's not – you just watch him dribble, especially in Game 1 when it first happened – there were times he just lost his dribble on his own. Nothing. Nobody was defending him. He just lost <laughs> it. And that's because I think he's really 
You know, you can kind of see his shoulder is kind of numb right now. He can't really feel it that well. So, and they even there was even a video pre-game uh, before game two where he was going up for a layup on a layup line, and I mean he hit the he hit under the rim. Oh no! So I mean, this Chris Paul, even if he plays, I don't think he's gonna be. I, I would rather play. I would rather play Cameron Payne and Javon Carter than play Chris Paul do, at this point. Do you know um, what type of injury it is to the shoulder? Like, I think it's just numb. I actually read it, wrote it down. What so, is it? Is it something that you could take like a cortisone shot to like numb the pain? I think he would have did it though. Anything? <laughs> it's a contusion, a shoulder contusion. Oh yeah, no. It's a bruised shoulder. That's really yeah. what it is. It's just a bruised shoulder. Yeah, but it's, it, it can it can vary on the recovery. It's not something you could just fix right away. Yeah, it's going to take some time for Chris yeah, Paul. That's, like, it's, that's a healing thing. You we just got robbed of a good first round series. I yeah, it would have been a great first Dang. round series. It would have been a great nah, one. Phoenix is mad right now. I know they're mad. I mean, two, two seed. They're best. And, they're and, second best players. Got hurt. And Chris Paul's not getting any younger. They they, they Dude, had to. They look, had, look at his hair, bro. He's they had, they had to take advantage of this. I I don't know. Bro. And they didn't draft Tyrese Halliburton. He would have been the perfect player to fit in this series, honestly. Yo, bro, what are you be talking about? Nah, look, I agree with probably in this series, but like, come on, I mean, bro, like, yeah, it would have like, been good because they would have had a point guard to lean on when Chris Paul retires. A lot of Phoenix fans think Chris Paul staying for a long time, bro. He's like thirty seven, nah, bro. Phoenix he's out, fans, he's out Phoenix, on the way. He's out of the way soon. Phoenix fans think campaign is the answer after Chris Paul. We'll see. I don't. He's twenty six. He's no, he's twenty seven. I think he's young, but I don't think he's the answer after. He got better. He got much better though, because I, mean, I, I, I still think drafting Jalen Smith over Halle Burton was the worst. I mean, obviously, pick of the it's first a mistake. Round. I mean, Tyrese, I, I Tyrese said it before. I mean, they're not going to realize it until late. Tyrese like, is a good player, though. So the I mean, day of the draft, the day of the draft, I knew it was the wrong pick. You know? Didn't you want the Knicks to get Tyrese? I did. I did. You were big on him. I do remember I did. you. That's another. Well, we had we got quickly and Obi Toppin in the playoffs. He has been flashing. He's been flashing. So I'm <laughs> oh. having some hope. <laughs> yeah, like, he's been, he's been dunking. He's been, he's been he doing good. good. He be having his good little moments. Yeah, he's been putting it in the hole. Oh man. So he's been really good <laughs> hitting the three ball. And yeah, he's, he's he might have been better than Randall. Can't lie to you. What are you him. talking about? Oh, your guy's horrible. About what yeah, I'm nah, talking actually, about? Nah, he's been playing bad, but <laughs> still, Randall. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Your best player. Oh my god, he'd go on your team and be your best player. Right? He probably would. Randall? No, hundred percent. No, wait. Whoa, ah. Nah, he would. <laughs> he probably would. He impacts winning, unlike your guys. Man. I mean, it doesn't. Oh. I mean, he probably does. I mean, <laughs> impacts winning. You know, probably does. I mean, is what it's looking like right now is Derrick Rose is your most impactful player. So, no, nice. he has been, but Derrick Rose is. You know, I'm happy for him. He's been doing a hell of a Me job. Me too. He's the best player on your team. Yeah, right now he's playing like that. I, I have no problem saying that about Derrick. Derrick Rose is a phenomenal player. I have no problem saying that. Yeah, no. 100%. So the Denver Nuggets versus Portland Trailblazers right now. The series is split one one. I'm not sure if they're playing today. No, they are playing today. It's going to be it's, on at the same time during the Lakers and Suns yeah. game. Um, but yeah, seven thirty. Uh, Seven thirty is the Bucks, Bucks and Heat. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to take the next two games? Blazers took Game One in Denver. Nuggets took Game Two. Game One was mostly about Jokic. I think it's gonna be a split. Thirty-four points. Personally. He had sixteen rebounds. MPJ dropped twenty-five. And in Game Two, Dame dropped thirty-four, but they still lost. They got blown out in Game Two. But it was a much more forty. It was a much forty. Yeah. At forty. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah, yeah he did have 40. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had an underwhelming game, game, second half. Game though. one, Dame had 34. Yeah, I was like, fault. he had 40 games. Game one, the Blazers, everybody was playing well. You know, you had Powell, Melo, Nurkic, CJ all played yep. well. In game two, like in game one, Melo had 18 points. In game two, he had five. 
They had. I remember. I bet on him. To they get got. 10. They got no bench scoring in game two. Compazzo, Monte Morris, Austin Rivers. They have been, you know, really playing as a. They have really been playing as a whole group effort, trying to, trying to, you know, get the impact that Jamal Murray has been having on the Nuggets, and it's been working so far. I personally think that it will split. I mean, I had Me this game going seven. I have the Blazers in seven. Uh, I think it will split though. Even though Portland is a really tough play to play, tough place is to it? play. Ooh, it's a really wow. tough place to play. Nasty. Uh, I had uh, Portland in six, I believe. Might I might have, I definitely have Portland winning the series though. I just think, you know, like you said, you you brought out Melo had five. When the offense isn't clicking for Portland, you can beat them. But when they're on one, I'm, like it, that they're is a hard body. team. That is a hard team to beat. And I'm glad they got the split in Denver. You know, Denver is still recovering from the Jamal Murray injury. Aaron Gordon, he hasn't been what they expected him to be as of right now. The, the guards, they're doing their best. Austin Rivers, Composite, they're doing their best to try to contain Dame and CJ. They're, they're trying their best. But I think at this point, I think Portland's going to take two. What did they expect Gordon to be? Now, Gordon came as, as, a, as a defender. Yeah, I thought he was going to just be Jeremy Grant. I, I mean, think yeah, me be, too. It's I, not, mean, I thought it's he was going to put up at least like 17. 14, I thought he was going to do 14, 15 yeah, a game. Yeah, I thought he was going to up it up with Jamal Murray. I, was I like, mean, he did guard Dame late in the game in game two at the defender. second half. And did a good job. held him in check a little bit. You know, Dame's going to be Dame. But. I, I got Portland taken too. I can't lie to you. Um, I, got, I, got, I think Portland, like you said, is so going to go up 3-1. Yeah, I think Portland is one of the toughest places to play. I think it's going Dame thrives yeah. at home in Portland in round one. I think CJ, he's going to come out and perform. I think Melo's going to do his thing. Robert Covington, he's such a weird player to me. So, like, I bet on him. <laughs> he had zero points at one moment. I was just so frustrated. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he gets me mad. But Norman Powell, like, these, they have a good team. Nurk is just doing he, – he's a good player. I think this team, like, this – this is going to be how much can Joker the Joker carry them. That's how yeah. it's going to be. And I think so far he's been doing his thing. His team has to step up. But I think Portland is just too much firepower, and I think they'll steal too. Uh, I, I agree with Joel. I think it's going to be a split. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Jokic. You know what you're going to get from Dame. It's really important, the second-best player on each team, how they play. If CJ continues to be this, you know, the second-best player for Portland, and, it, and it's like eye-popping that he's the second-best, then it's fine. But... If Michael Porter Jr. can somehow step up and be the second best player for Denver, then I think that Denver has a shot to win this series. I do think it's going to go to seven. I think Portland's going to win, but I think this series most likely mostly depends on the second best player because you know what you're going to get from your superstars. You're going to have an MVP level performance from Jokic. Dame is going to be Dame, so I'm I'm more intrigued by the CJ and Michael Porter Jr. matchup. Whoever can win that matchup and be the better player, then then the team's going to win. You know, for me, I think I think it's really about their bench. You know, Portland's bench has to step up, and they have the players, Carmelo, Simons. I mean, they got the players to do it. But the Nuggets, I mean, Paul Millsap had a vintage performance in game two. He He went crazy. He had 15 points in 15 minutes. He was just on one. And Marcus (laughs) Howard, actually, he had some impact off the bench as well, Monty Morris as well. So, I mean, it's a whole group effort from Denver right now, and that's what they have to do because the Joker – is going to average 30-plus points. He knows he needs to average that. Yeah. He's going to he average going that. To. And I think right now Nikola Jokic is really solidifying himself as one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, it's really hard to argue that too many guys are better than him. JC, before the podcast, we were looking up at this picture right here. You can see Harden, Dame, Joker, and Kawhi. And it's very hard to say that Joker is not the second best player on this list. Who, who? Wait, 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 wait! You think that's you think that's wrong? I think Harden is the only person I would really put over Joker. I mean, we know. Oh, what do you think? I wouldn't put Kawhi over Joker right think, now. 
You would just put, say just say the names in order. Yeah, I'll put a Harden Kawhi over Jokic. You put Kawhi right now, how Kawhi's playing right now versus Nikola Jokic. He's not Jokic. playing bad right now. He's not playing bad, but do you think he's playing better than Jokic? I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's necessarily <laughs> playing better. Than Jokic. I think he's not playing bad. Like you're making it seem like he's not. No, 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 no. He's no, he not keeps making it seem bad. like Kawhi's playing bad. No, no I said I, I asked you, is he playing better than Nikola Jokic? No, I don't think. But Harden's playing. Uh, Kawhi's playing better than Harden. But you think Harden is better? Harden, Kawhi's not playing better than Kawhi Harden. is playing better no, he's than Harden. Not. He is playing better. Kawhi's but that, scoring but, but, more. But that's because he's not asked to do as much as that's Kawhi. That's my point. That doesn't though. necessarily mean he's just better. Harden is the most important right player on the Nets right now. I agree. He's not the most important player. He is. You look at the record of the Nets with and without Harden. That'll tell you the no, entire he, story. So let me, let me ask you a question. True playmaker. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Is Dame better than Kawhi? No way. No. Is Dame playing better than Kawhi right now? Yeah. Slightly, I would what, say. Slightly. But what did you just say? The Joker is playing better than but it, Kawhi. It really He's depends. better. But I'm, I'm speaking more towards the regular season as well, too. I'm I mean, the regular season because it's Joker's, only been. A, it's only been reg- a, if we're talking the regular season, the Joker is the best player on and, that. And, and on we're, the, and that we're picture. talking about the regular season. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't have yo- uh, the Joker less than two. Yeah, that's but why one I said, or two would I be said, the perfect but, spot for him. But but wait, wait. You if you're, you're talking just this season alone, I'll, yeah, all yeah. right. So, okay. Yeah, I said I said the only person I'd put him over is Harden. Maybe But regular season, no, it should be the Joker. Yeah, if we're, talking about, no, if we're talking about this year, yes. Nikola Jokic is the best player on this board right now. All right, so what are we confused about? <laughs> no, you made it seem like it was crazy to say. No, I, I made it because y'all made it seem like it's so, like y'all be putting people over Kawhi like it's just that easy. And then you just said you had Harden at one. He just said we're talking this year. So I'm looking back at you like no, if I we're said talking the, the this only year, person I would put over no, him is but Harden. if we're talking about this year, it's the Joker, bro. But this year, Harden was averaging Joker's like 13 day. assists per game. Averaging 24 11, points. 11, 11. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. He was going to have the assist title, but if Harden didn't get hurt, he was going to be top three in the MVP conversation. And Joker's going to win it. So what's your point? I mean, at, no, but, maybe possibly. No, but at, but, but at you can say the same thing about Embiid though. At the point of the season when they were playing, the 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 argument when Joel Embiid got hurt was it was either one or two Jokic and Harden for MVP. But if we're doing that before LeBron got hurt, he was the number one MVP. So what's your point? That Harden was playing at an insane level. That Kawhi so was, was LeBron at in this season. Yeah, but yeah, LeBron. If he was on this picture, he would be one. So what but, are we talking about? We're here? talking about. If we're talking about. He, nah, I'm he just talking me, strictly about this picture. But he asked me this year. So this year, if we're talking this year, the Joker is one. So on this. That list. So this year, including this, the playoffs, the Joker is one. Yeah, I, I I said that Jokic should either be one or two. That's what I said. I yeah. have a three. I don't think people like just people, this year in the playoffs. No, this I think year, it has to okay, be one this or year two. in the play, Joker That's is all one. I was okay, about. Joker is one. Now, if you want to talk about in terms of just a general list, okay, then it changes. Because then we gotta take like the next, like the last couple of years. Harden's the still fact. the best on the list. Okay, see that. In my opinion, he's that, the best on the list. I don't like, I don't like how people like people use just the moment to put other people over other people. Well, like, look, well, Harden's like, not well, just well, been a moment. No, I'm not talking but about like, Harden. Okay, neither, I'm not talking about neither, Harden. neither Harden or I'm not talking. I'm talking about the Joker. Like I'm not. Like, I mean, I've seen this from the Joker for the past three seasons. But though. you didn't have him where he was the past three seasons. Yeah, because saying. now I think, like, because people are prisoners of the moment. You want to know what's different? Last year, people were calling him the best center in the league too. Yeah, he was. No, we're not, we're not talking about centers. At the no, moment. but you want to oh, know okay, why? Okay. You, you want to know what's the difference? The last two regular seasons, he has not had what he's been doing this regular season. That this regular season is the first time he's played at an MVP level, and it's also translated to the playoffs. That is true. But in every single playoffs he's been in, he's played basically great. what he's been doing in the regular season this season. That is true. So, But now he's actually doing for a full season plus the playoffs, so now he's officially solidified in that conversation. That's true, yeah. but I don't think it's just easy to throw him over Kawhi. And Kawhi had an MVP-like season, the regular season. 
And he's this past season. Yes, he had an MVP like season. Kawhi doesn't play enough games. Bro. Yeah, and he and and right now in the playoffs, he's he's playing at a high level. No, They're is. just losing. That's yeah, the his difference. defense hasn't been good. It's been all right. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not what it was, but it's it's, it's not bad. Been, yeah, and what, what what makes people put Kawhi over a lot of other players? What his defense used to be? offense I, I and say, defense. I say it's two way prowess. Yeah, it's his two. It's his two way. None of these players can play. And at right a two-way now, level like him. right now, it looks like one point five way. It doesn't look like a two way. I mean, none of these players will ever in life play at a two way level the way Kawhi does. No, ever, they won't. like ever. They won't. And Kawhi will never play at an offensive level that. Okay, Harden but plays you at. you. But the game is two ways. Kawhi will never pass like Harden or Joker. And that's yeah. That's but I'm saying like you. We talking this season. Ah, right, yeah. We could talk about the Joker, but you, you just be people just be throwing people over Kawhi like he's some scrub. Like it's. Like why? No, 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 wait, but you, like you we, said, there's a there's a, a gap. He's not a scrub. No, he's just he an elite. No. He's elite too. So is Kawhi. Like like you no, said before. Is, like yes. like you said it's... before, there's a gap between all these players. Stop trying to just throw people over Kawhi like he's a scrub. Like this. No, like, I didn't say that. You're acting like I said. Like I think this. Somebody. I think this conversation completely went left because I was strictly just talking about this year. Oh, I said the year, I said the Joker. Yeah. So like. It was that was just my question. Just this year into the playoffs, like we don't have to talk about the last three, four years. Yeah, this isn't a lifetime di- achievement it, it's, award. It's a different. This is who's better now. Yeah, that's all it is. And right, right now, you can't say Kawhi's better than Harden based off what Harden's doing in Brooklyn. Love Harden, bro. You can't. You <laughs> just can't him. do it. You though. love him, though. Bro. You love Harden. No, but I'm the just saying. Dumb, nice, seriously, though. you just can't do it. You know why can't you do it? Because we're seeing what Harden's doing with two of the most prolific scores in the NBA. What did he do? He's still scoring an average in ten plus. They didn't play most of the games. So what did he do? Harden. He no, no, you said you said, five you, said you said you said he's doing what we're seeing what he's doing with the two prolific scores. Kevin Durant barely played. So what are you talking about? But when they did play Harden, they played seven out. games yeah. together, a, a three. So what are you when talking they about? They did play. Yeah, so they you're talking, ten so, games. Oh, sorry, pardon me. Ten games. So you're telling me ten games is showing me that they he's that much better than Kawhi? No. Ten no, games is not showing. You're, you're asking you specifically know, what he did with those two. But you know what I mentioned. But without, but but, 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 but without those at two, a high level. They're without, all playing at an elite. But MVP without level. those two, Harden was still balling. This this is what's crazy about James Harden. This is like why it helps his argument. Because if you just look at them in terms of duo, when it was him and Kevin Durant, they had a right. winning record. They never lost. And then when it was him and Kyrie Irving. They never, they barely ever lost, and they beat Kawhi and the Clippers. Like, okay, granted, it was uh, in a regular season. So, Kawhi James Harden also has a James Harden's the most record, important player. But Kawhi also has a winning record. When they when Kawhi sat down, they lost by fifty points. I mean, it was just a bad. Losing to the though. same team in the Mavericks, they lost them but twice. Like, but like, but that's what I'm it saying. Was though, just like, a bad, it was it. it, it it was they were just off, bro. It wasn't it wasn't like they they played. Much I love, Every, I, nobody could hit a shot. You know what I? You but know they what do I, need them though. You know That's what, what I, I'm saying? Like yeah, they, they Kawhi is just as important. You know to what the Clippers I as Harden is to the Nets. Maybe you know, a little bit more. He's, yeah, you're talking about the, the most important player for one team, and then he thinks he's the most. I you think know what? James I, Harden's most important player. So you, you know what? I love it. sarcastically. I love that. The, I love the fact that now that Kawhi has less talent than Harden. Oh, I don't these think numbers. He has less talent. He does. No, he does. Well, he does. I have. think he has he less does star have. power. But I think no, there's less talent on they the Clippers than the Nets. Let's just be honest. It is. So. It is what it is. The Clippers is. are so, a better team than you guys. But I just you think just have more star power. Wait, they're that's not ridiculous. Than that's ridiculous. They can go ten deep. Y'all cannot go ten deep. We have a deep ten team, deep bro. with who? Luke Kennard. Come on. We have. A, we have Luke Kennard is better than Lance Sherman. That's one of their guys. That's honestly a debate. It's not like it's a debate. And that man's not even playing right now. Continue. He's getting no minutes. Okay, I just think you're. I just think you're underrating the, the the. I just don't think you guys are that deep. I mean, Talking what? We have Blake Griffin off the bench is good. Jeff Green is All good. Right. Nicholas Claxton is good. Bruce Brown is right. good. Bruce Landry okay. Shaman is good. You're naming players that Clippers have. That's Bruce Brown team. is better than Nicholas Batum. If we're being honest. And look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just, I don't know about that one. I'm just speaking Brooklyn on the fact that, that you just dismissed the Nets. Like, no, I didn't. 
No, no, you yes, said that they did. You just said that said they were had better star power. That's all. No, I said. but you said they were a better team than us. And I, I think said, I think you, I said I think the Clippers are a better team. And I think you could have that. I think you could what honestly have a good debate. Right. What about the Clippers makes them a better team than the Nets, though? I think they just have a better roster. Like, yeah, they can go 10, 11, maybe 12 deep, honestly. Name the guys. Who? Kawhi, Paul George <laughs> at the top, Pat Bev, Rondo, Serge Ibaka, Zubak, Terrence Mann so, is a good player. So Nicholas Pat, Batum, so Pat Bev, Rondo. Pat Bev, look, <laughs> Pat Bev the, the, the trio of Pat Bev, Rondo, and, and Terrence Mann, that literally might not even equal Kyrie. Kyrie. But that's where the star power is in effect. Yes, but I you, understand but you, but that. Yeah, but you, you yeah, take but the Kyrie's stars. Also, those, they're a part of the team. You have if, to count if they get too. the same amount of minutes, is, is, uh, is Terrence Mann better than Mike James? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he, Mike James oh, yeah. doesn't play. Yeah. I'm going to keep it on. Mike Terrence, James is Terrence, Terrence, Mann, Terrence Mann, he plays, is better than Jeff Green. When yeah, he better plays than better, Jeff Jeff, Green? yes. When he plays better, Jeff Green. Jeff Green. Yo, have you seen? Jeff I mean, Jeff have you Green? seen Terrence Mann Jeff play? Jeff Green's been very, very have good. You, this no, year. no, no. He's Jeff seen Green, it. Have you seen Jeff Terrence Green, Mann play ball? Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Oh my God, Joe Harris. I forgot Joe about Harris Joe Harris as the fourth best player on the Nets is better than anybody that's the third best player on the Clippers. For being honest, who's your third best player? Probably Ibaka, right? I agree. I agree. So how are they? So how? And then you got, and then Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is better than Marcus Morris, Serge Ibaka, or Zubac. I swear to God, he's he's better than Zubac. What are you talking about? Uh, If he's not, if if he's not better than Zubac, it's it's comparable. Blake Griffin has reinvented his game. He's really a scrappy player. He's not. And 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 you're kind of you're kind of underrating Jeff Green too. Jeff Green's been very good this year. I would I would put Jeff Green up with Marcus Morris. Is that is that crazy? No, it's not at all. Yeah, I'm out. It's right. really not. not. You, you what are you talking about? Let's let's move on. Yeah, he's, this he's, is crazy. He's, he's disrespecting the Nets. Right, right. No, but what I was gonna say that is crazy. How when the Nets, by consensus to other people, have a better team, again. have a better team, you're gonna tie it to Harden. All, again. all of a sudden, Kawhi's <laughs> oh numbers God. are so much impactful and all these other stuff. But then when Harden was on Houston and had a worse roster than what Toronto had. Oh, but Harden had better numbers than Kawhi did in the playoffs. What are you What are you talking about? You keep Harden, Harden on Houston had better numbers in the playoffs than Kawhi. Yet Kawhi got about Toronto. Yes, but Kawhi got praised more uh-huh. because he quote unquote won, even though his roster was better. And now that Harden's on an on an uh, Wait, well, superior roster, just hold on, this guy he's now man, now now that really Harden now that Harden's on a superior roster, all of a sudden his impact isn't as much as Kawhi's. That's ridiculous. Harden, That's ridiculous. you said Harden just so I, just so I don't. Just so I make sure you That's said everything right. That's not winning the chip without Harden, bro. Harden? No, I just want to make sure I, I don't misheard what he said. You said Harden and Houston had better numbers in the playoffs than Kawhi and Toronto. Versus That's Golden what, State. In Toronto, you're just talking about one series or you talk about the whole totality? Nah, because Kawhi's the, the, no, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. That, the, the, the most important series of both of their playoff do that, bro. years that year. That's what I'm saying. That's why, that's that. why I make sure I had to hear him right. You're comparing a second-round series to the finals, which Kawhi made it after beating Philly, Milwaukee, and Orlando. Hitting the game winner don't against Philly. Orlando. Who cares about Okay, sorry. Orlando hit, took hit, a game against them, though. Okay, we don't, have to, we don't have to mention. Hitting the game winner against Philly. Coming back against 0-2. Milwaukee and then going to the finals in the Warriors, and you're comparing that to this guy losing in the second round to a team that lost Kevin Durant and he lost on his home floor. That's what you're comparing. For one, no, no, answer. That's what Kevin you're doing. Durant played four games. Against I said he didn't play the last the game. The game that's what that I said. Kevin Durant went out, we got on the third quarter and go they to ended state the on, third, going to the fourth, and they only had a one point lead on them. Now, yeah, Actually, but I'm saying so, so, so Houston could have won Toronto, that game. Toronto did not win. Did not face. KD once, but they but they but I I mean 
I do remember. It's not the same team. I do remember you clearly saying though that Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green is still the team that that was capable of beating Toronto too. Yeah, but they didn't even have really full health Clay. There we go. Clay was go. cooking in that there series. He was cooking, but he, he was wasn't cooking, healthy. But he got hurt. But he, yo, but they they were there they were go. winning games when Clay was there. That's true. But he was. And that was still the team that won seventy three games. He said this was the same team that won seventy three games, bro. He's gonna yeah, but they took they took Toronto to six. He's comparing the second round series to the finals. I mean, we all knew this against the same. We all knew it was over when Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Yeah, but I mean, while but, Clay Thompson was playing, it was competitive. Series. But we, we know, but yeah, but we know that Toronto did not face Golden State, and I've been, I've been saying At this full for strength now. I've been saying this for a while. That plus, it wasn't a, it wasn't the Kawhi Leonard show. It was a, <laughs> a whole around effort by everybody team on that was team. Good. Team was Pascal good. and Kawhi literally combined for like the second most duo in the playoffs in terms of points of all time. Like and it you wasn't know who just had Kawhi. Majority of the points. Because I do remember Pascal laying a couple eggs, but no. No, he did lay a couple no, no, eggs, no, no, but, but listen, no, Pascal averaged 20 in the finals. You're right. You're, 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 you're definitely right. Finals, though. It wasn't but all he Kawhi. Played well other it wasn't too. all Kawhi because that team was very good. No, and they were, very, they, were, they were very well coached, too. Conference and that, same, that same team struggled against Philly, and Kawhi had to will them out of that. That's, that's true. the same team. Well, that's what a star supposed to do. But stop talking. Let's compare second team. No, let's compare second rounds. Second round, they go against Philly. Second round, you go against Golden State. Kevin Durant goes down. Kawhi has to will them after they're struggling. They also were down 2-3. You forget that? They were down 2-3 to Philly. Just like you guys were down 2-3. Kevin Durant goes down. Kawhi has to will them to a victory. You guys choke on your home floor. The James Harden, in your eyes, was the best player on the court. Kevin hey, Durant was up. not there. Hold, hold up. on, hold on. Is, Kevin uh, Durant was not there. He didn't play game six. I'm not counting game five. We're talking going about game six. He could have won game five, too. It's yeah. going down 2-3 versus they Philly. They won two games when Kevin Durant was there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they game did. three and four. Yeah. So, wait, hold oh on. No, God. but what that I'm saying is that. my whole wait, the mindset. So, being down 2-3 versus Philly is the same as being down 2-3 versus Golden State with Steph, Clay, and Dre? Without Kevin Durant? look. No. Yes, even without bro. But listen, even but, without Kevin Durant, they, they took still Toronto got, to six. No, but they but James Harden still got two wins while Kevin Durant was there, though. But Golden State plays that, differently with Kevin Durant. That's, that's, that's what that's, I think that, helped Kevin them too. Kevin Durant puts them over the top because you in your argument now you're saying that if Kevin Durant was president against the Raptors, they would win too. You get what I'm saying? The thing about it is that and Philly, that Philly team was no slouch. I mean, a, they had Ben this Simmons, is Joel Embiid. This, this is the thing JJ about Redick, it. Jimmy Butler, like that team was tough. JC, this is thing. This is the thing about it. For one. When you're facing a team that has Kevin Durant on the Warriors, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt, Golden State plays completely differently than when they had KD. Okay, so can I? It's the same. They don't. They don't have. They don't. They don't have as much time to adjust. Can I ask you a question? Because you were a big Rockets fan when James Harden was there in prison. So are you? So you're telling me you didn't feel at least a little bit more comfortable in in being able to win the series that Kevin Durant wasn't on the floor with that with him being on the floor? I felt a little bit. But I have a tweet back it, to that time that I said I had a tweet back to that time where I wasn't confident either because I knew you, Steph, Clay, <laughs> and Dre could win a game. Were you not confident because you were defending James Harden if he lost? No, I was not <laughs> confident because Steph, Clay, and Dre can win you a game. I, I just don't I just don't know bro, how how you can bro. beat a team like that with Kevin Durant and bro, then you just, just turn around and you can't because it's a different they they play a different he's style acting, with those like three. Jimmy Butler Joel Embiid Tobias Harris with scrubs with Brett Brown as a coach him, they took him to seven at full strength the year before bro, he's just talking it's a different it's a different I scheme I, I don't know it's a Whatever. different scheme that Golden State I mean, plays with and without Kevin Durant not even we're talking about right now no but yeah it's a it's a different scheme that Golden State plays with and without Kevin Durant got it bro. Yeah, you know, and plus you're talking about Philly with Brett Brown. Is Brett Brown really the coach to take him there? You're gonna trust Brett Brown not get out coached, like you know. I mean, he was up three two, could have won, but 
quiet. With that same cast, you said three, that was, was that dominant. They were playing. No, but like hold up. The main, the main, the main point. Nice. The main That's what point. I'm to say. He's making it seem like they're scrubs. They were hot garbage. Great. Marcus Saul was holding and beating check that series. No, defensively they were great, but offensively they weren't. Well, that's why they were They needed them to be great defensively to come back. And the Rockets needed James Harden to be great, and the um um. Toronto needed Kawhi to be great. Who they also needed. Up? Wait, they, they also up? needed. This confuses me. Like, if you took them to seven the year before with Kevin Durant, and then you lost two games when Chris Paul wasn't healthy, and then you, you like, and I don't, then you I beat them again bro. two years with that full strength team that was most it's was nearly be, it's unbeatable. Be excuses no matter what, you should be able to at least. No I mean, we can't. It's not excuses, game. but we can't act like he's we, gonna he's gonna knock another man's run just because his man couldn't get that far. As if no. Kawhi didn't have. A phenomenal run. No, he, he, I didn't he, he knock just, Kawhi's, Kawhi's run. Kawhi's competition I just said, to, uh, in route to the finals was very good, too. I didn't, was I very, didn't, very I didn't knock Kawhi's run. Did. I didn't knock Kawhi's run. No, I did not. Did. I just Ooh. said that Toronto Raptors said, team was not played. full of scrubs. You said, no, you said, look at who he played. No, I said, said in the finals. I never said about the playoffs. He played and the, the same team. Y'all couldn't beat. No. Houston faced KD. Four times they lost to him twice. I'm talking about they went down O two. They went down O two with KD. You tied it two up. You tied it two up. Kevin Durant goes out. You have that fourth quarter. You guys took the lead at a point and you lost. Kevin Durant didn't play that fourth quarter. The next game, Steph Curry had zero points in the first half. You can't compare KD playing and you lost. The year before that, you were up fourteen points both game six and game seven. Kevin Durant did play. You were up twice. You lost again. Stop using the KD played excuse. You guys were still a very great team that still were up. You guys like stop doing that, bro. You can't you can't say that because it's a difference between facing a KD team versus not facing KD in the finals. There's a difference. Whether or not KD was out for one game in a quarter or not, there's a difference. And, and Houston and James Harden beat both teams and played both teams. So what are you saying? And Houston pl- and Harden played great. It's not like Harden didn't and, play and great. Kawhi played great. The only difference is he won the whole thing. Yeah, but that's just winning bias. That's really what it is. It, it's just everybody. It's just, what's, what, do, what? What? What does James Harden want to do right now? No, but what, I'm what saying, do you, what do you go to Brooklyn for? But you don't understand. Well, do you, you don't understand the definition win, of winning bias. He knows he wants you don't. To you win, don't bro. understand the definition of winning this bias. This is James though. Harden's best chance to win, bro. He the under, the definition of winning bias is thinking that a player who won played better than a player who lost. That's not necessarily the case. Just because a player won doesn't mean he played better than that other I mean, said player. We could all here agree that Kawhi played fantastic. He played in the he, run to the in the run to the finals. Yes, yes in the finals, the, he had he had one of the best playoff performance like runs of all time. Yes, in the finals, and then he knocked it off by winning the whole thing. In the finals, and it wasn't finals MVP, right? in yeah, the finals. Duh. In the finals, yeah. it wasn't like that though. Everybody stepped up. Pascal Siakam had a great game one. Fred Van Vliet hit a I, bunch I, of late I game shots. I always allude to the fact that one player obviously can't win a, a, a ring or series by himself. So yes, you need those complementary pieces. Yes, Toronto they had a good team. They were led by a superstar in Kawhi Leonard. They got it done. You need those. It's not like Kawhi was going to win without Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was instrumental in no, that yeah, series. No, yeah, but what was my, my whole point this time? Everybody chipped in. Good my whole, my whole point this time was that Toronto Raptors team was a great team. It wasn't the Kawhi show. But it was a great don't, team. Don't compare, it was a great team led by Kawhi. But don't but don't compare. The leader was Kyle Lowry, honestly. Kawhi was the best player. Yeah, Kawhi was Kyle the best Lowry player, was a leader, though. But don't compare. My thing was you compared a second-round series to a finals. No, compare both their second rounds. 
compare Toronto against Philly, and then compare Houston against Golden State. We, That's when they play the same time. No, we're no, comparing but, teams that they face. No, they face the no, same but, team. But, but you no, they didn't because you just told us they wait, played so Katie. They played Katie for the majority of the time and then played without Katie. Wait, so hold Kawhi up. didn't play that same team. So if what we're comparing, about? Kawhi was down, and his series actually went to seven. So you can't say if Kawhi's comparing, series wasn't tough because it took a game winner to win. I'll recompare second rounds when they face the same team. But in you just you just told us you can't that they didn't play the same team because Kevin Durant got hurt and didn't play at all against Kawhi. But Kevin Durant played five, no, four and three quarters against Yah. There's a so difference the between there's a difference between comparing a team that that one player was not in the series versus comparing a team literally who just no told player us it's was a in the different series. team when K- you just said it's a different team without KD. You that's what you just told us. Different scheme, different plan. They do play team. different okay, scheme. That's that's what I'm just telling you what you told us. It's a different team when KD doesn't play. Kawhi didn't play the KD team. He played the Curry team. You guys for the majority of it played the KD team. It's not the same team. You just told us that. That's what you just yeah, told us. Yeah, it's not the same team, but so that doesn't mean comp- but but Kawhi still faced Steph, Clay, and Dre, but he, he did face an injured Clay. So why would well, I he compare didn't play a, he, why, he didn't even play a so, full Steph Clay? So and Dre. why would why would I compare Kawhi and Harden, why would I not compare them to the team that they played, which was Golden State? Even though there was a different team because they did play a different scheme, they had mostly the same players. So even though they was a why different would I, team, why would But you, they okay. had mostly the same players. The defensive scheme does not change. It is the same, even without KD. How many games, the how many games did Clay play? He played three. So they didn't even play the fully... Okay, all right, yeah. No, he played five. Oh, he played five? He played five, yeah. Oh, I mean, the series was two, No, it was two, four so. and some change. He played five. four and some change. He got hurt in he one. Got he hurt, got hurt, but he played five. He, he played four he got, and some change. Because that's the case, KD played five games. I think he got hurt at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, no, he same, didn't. KD played four. KD and Clay got hurt in the same quarters, bro. So if that's the case, they both played five. Tom, KD played one game in the Golden State fin- in the finals versus the Raptors, bro. What are you no, talking I'm about? I'm talking about... you. We talking about... You said Clay played five games. No, he played... Four and some change. He got hurt in one of the games and didn't play another game. That's what happened. The same with Kevin Durant. Four Kevin and Durant. some change, yeah. yeah. That's what I said. You keep saying he played five. No. But he did play. He played in that fifth game. He played in that's he the played same with in Kevin five Durant, games. bro. But you keep saying Kevin Durant didn't play in that game, bro. No. I yes, didn't I when we said t- that. When we talk about Houston and Golden State, you say Kevin Durant didn't play five games. He played four and some change. No, in Clay- game five, I said game. I, I said <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant played one quarter. I said KD played one game in a quarter. Oh, he, he didn't, he mind, didn't, he mind, missed mind, one game mind, in a quarter. Never mind, never mind, never mind. But he still played in that fifth game. Never mind, never mind, never mind. What are you talking about? Just submit. Let's submit. So Hawks versus the Knicks. The Knicks tied it up at MSG. I thought they were going to go up 2-0. Obviously, the Knicks Garden basketball. was electric. The Knicks have the best fans in the NBA, no doubt about it. After seeing all the video, after seeing how loud the crowd gets, go crazy. there is no crowd that is more passionate. There's no fan base that is more passionate than Knicks fans, which is why I think the Knicks will steal one in Atlanta, and they will also win one in MSG, and they'll go up 3-2, and then we'll see what happens after that. But obviously, they have to win those two games in Atlanta first. And the Knicks lost by two in game one. Randall didn't play well. Then in game two, the Knicks rallied back from a double-digit deficit in the first half, in the second half, and they came back versus the Hawks. But Julius Randle still has yet to play like the most improved player, Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett has yet to play like the young star I think he is becoming. Derrick Rose has been really leading the way. He has been phenomenal so far for the Knicks. Do you think the Knicks can take one in Atlanta? Um, Are they going to split with Atlanta? 
I think they'll split in Atlanta. I mean, uh, my biggest takeaway from game two is that the Knicks can really lock in defensively. I mean, that's no surprise. I mean, they've been the probably the first or second best defensive team in the league led by Tom Thibodeau. So when I was watching, um, when I was watching game two, the thing that stood out to me the most was that first two quarters, I think Atlanta scored 28 to 30 points, but then in the third, they scored 17 and in the fourth, they scored 18. And if the Knicks can, if the Knicks can hold them to that type of shooting, then yes, they could, they, they can win a game in Atlanta. I think this series is going to go to seven. I think the Hawks are going to win. Cause I think they have a little bit more firepower offensively. But, I mean, the series could go either way. But the thing that stood out to me in Game 2 the most was the fact that when the Knicks buckle down on defense and they get somewhat of a scoring contribution from whether it be Derrick Rose or somebody else, then, yes, they can win this game. But Julius Randle definitely needs to play better than what he does. You can't have Derrick Rose coming in and, and winning you games. Julius Randle, you're the all-star. You're the most improved player. We need to see more out of you. I think this series goes to 7, and I think the Knicks definitely take one in in an ATL. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with uh, JC. I think there'll definitely be a split. I think this series is going to go back and forth. You know, I think both of these teams are evenly matched. I think this is going to be a, a great – I think, like you said, the fans in Madison Square Garden. Go crazy. That's what, that's what we needed. You know, that's what the I want to go wanted. to a next game. That's yeah, how they it got was, me feeling. It was incredible. You know, it, the little <laughs> spitting on Trey Young was a little crazy, but you – know, <laughs> Or Trey is balding. It, it just that shows with their passion, but it's a little wild passion now. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely uh, something that the world needed, New York needed. They needed that glim back. Like you said, Brooklyn, I know the Brooklyn Nets are here, but just it's nothing like Madison Square Garden being lit up and having the fans, you know, oh, so no. it's a great feeling. But yeah, I think um, Atlanta's going to be loud. I think Atlanta's going to be lit. Like, you, you saw the list for the Knicks, who who was there, you know. It was a lot of people there. I think Atlanta's going to have their celebrities there. It's going to yeah, be fun to see that. It's going to be hard, you know. Like, <laughs> we're waiting for that Julius Randle game, you know. We're waiting, for that, we're waiting for that R.J. Barrett game. And I, I got to go, like, I don't. we're going to talk about it later, but John Morant, he had his game. Game two on Games. the road. Yeah, he on the road in Utah. Very, that's one of the toughest places to play. He had his moments, you know, playing. He had his moments. So it's time. R.J. Barrett needs to step up. Trey Young, we've seen Trey Young. He had his moment in the garden. Game one the ice tray. R.J. Barrett, it's your time. We've seen Luca. Luca already has been having his moments. R.J., this is your time to show to the franchise why you are going to be one of their pieces down the line. You have to have your moment. I get it. Derrick Rose is a great player, phenomenal player, but Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett have to be the key yeah. and the two best players yeah. if they want to win this series. Mm-hmm. Trey, Trey Young is there. Julius Randle, you have to match Trey Young. R.J. Barrett, you have to step up. I agree with you, though. Like, defensively, when they, you know, they, they were down, down. They were crazy. down a bit in that game. But defensively, when they that buckled down, you saw it. They got was... in there. When Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett started contributing, D. Rose went back to his third role. You see the team the Knicks are going to be. So they have to be that yeah. if they want to win this I was series. Like, well, that was easily one of the best defensive performances I've seen in a while. I mean, to me, I think that the Knicks should be up 2-0 in this series. You know, we have gotten contributions from Alec Burks, Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Top, and they have Julius. all been huge That's off the bench. Mean. Julius Randle just has to come alive. He has to play to how he's been playing. But also, I think that the Knicks' defense even though we have been holding Atlanta in check. And I do think it's easier for an offensive team to become or to hone in on defense than it is for a defensive team to become great offensively. I do think that something about Tibbs' philosophy right now on defense is kind of hurting the Knicks. Uh, Atlanta's running this this, uh, Spain pick and roll. It's like a a stack pick and roll where they have one guy setting the ball screen, another one setting the down screen. And the Knicks are kind of getting confused on on that action on the roll, man. So I don't know. That's something that the Knicks have to adjust with going on to game three in Atlanta. Because if you see, if you see 
Atlanta right now, if you're watching those games, they have a bunch of open three-point opportunities that they just aren't hitting. Yeah. You see Danilo Gallinari missing a ton of open threes. DeAndre Hunter got going in game two, but in game one, he missed a ton of open threes. So they're having a lot of really wide open three-point yeah. opportunities because of that um, Spain pick and roll. So that's something that, that, that you have to look for. And as a, we've been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA this season. So do I think we're going to step it up? I do, but it's going to be hard. And if Atlanta does get going, they are hitting their open shots, then it can get really ugly. But the Knicks have to be disciplined on defense. And we have to just get something from R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. Thus far, DeAndre Hunter has been playing better than R.J. Barrett. And I think Barrett is the better player. So he has to step up and really do his thing. What? Nah, I like DeAndre Hunter. You looked at me because you thought I was going to say something. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to make a face. Nah, nah. I think like I, mean, I, th- I, I think, think RJ has more potential. I think right now we I'll, pretty much. I know I, we pretty much covered the whole series. I think you know. I, I think. Um, uh, I do think <clears throat> if the Knicks can get a big, uh, like a game from Julius Randle where he dominates and they defend like this, then they could, they could win this series. I still have Hawks in seven, but. We need that big game from Julius Randle, and if R.J. Barrett steps up, that's even better. So, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, st- I got Hawks in seven. I just, me too. I think Hawks are just too a, much firepower. Offensively. I, yeah, I, I think they just have too much. Like you said, they've been getting open looks. They're just not. They're just not falling. The Mohawk Gallo, he's losing me. That's probably why he's missing. That Mohawk is terrible. Hunter went cold. I, I think after, after the third and fourth quarter, he went cold. This is like, yeah, this is like his eighth game yeah. playing. I mean, not even though Danilo Gallinari just doesn't play well in the playoffs mm. anywhere he's been. Gallo. Pretty much. In, in, OK, in, OKC, bad, in OKC, last year versus Houston, he wasn't good. On the Clippers just, versus the Warriors, he wasn't shots? good. Because I think, like, th- right now, I think he's just missing shots. I just think it's missed shots. You know, when I've seen him in the playoffs, it's really just been missed shots. Oh, so. It's not really any – he gets his shots. Oh, he so he's just – okay. So, yeah, it's like, like that's what I've been seeing. Uh, he's just been missing shots. It really – like, it's – you just got to – you guys got to come alive. You know, I, I know I get it. Alec Burke, he's been on one. D-Rose, he's been on one. But you just – you need Randall, you know. Most improved player there. He had all. He's and gonna, Barrett. He's gonna make an all. I, I think you need Barrett, but I really I don't. Barrett's need, that second option. Every every. You but I them. think Burks and Rose are compensating for that. You know, I think yeah. Burks is doing what R.J. Barrett should be doing. So it's kind of compensating. <laughs> but I think Randall. You know, you're gonna probably make an All NBA team this year. Yeah. You, you gotta be that guy. You can't come into the series, the series you probably wanted, and. You know, this team, you've been dominating all regular season. And then you, you know, drop an egg. You got to come in there. You got to be dominant. You got to be physical. The yeah. series isn't over. And you still have a ways to go to definitely flip the switch. It's been two games. But for a guy looking for a max contract, you know, and looking to be the face of the Knicks franchise, you got you to be tough. I, I know it's hard to play in the garden. I know it's a tough place to play. But that's got to be your garden. You're the best player. We've seen Melo walk into the garden, hit game winners, have playoff performances. You got to be, you got, I'm not saying it's Melo, but you got to step up to that <laughs> plate and be that guy if you want to be the face of the Knicks. I mean, for me, I don't think it's it's really too much about that because I do think they need to step up. But the Knicks all year have been a team that everybody's going to chip on. Everybody's going to chip in. Everybody's going to do their job. Everybody's going to play their role. Some nights, some guys are going to step up more than others. Like, in game two, we didn't see R.J. Barrett in the fourth quarter. That's not out of the norm for the Knicks because usually usually R.J. Barrett, you know, he doesn't he doesn't play some fourth quarter sometimes if Alec Burks, Burks gets it going. So D-Rose. I don't think it's that, it's that much, it's that big of a deal that Barrett isn't going. 
Julius Randle has been that constant the entire season. So we'll see if he gets it going. But at the end of the day, I don't really think it's that important for them to really play well. I just think as long as we play defense, they're efficient and other guys can step up and Alec Burks can continue to play well along with Rose and quickly, we will be fine. And then the another game that happened yesterday, the Grizzlies versus Jazz. John Moran scored 47 points and they came so back have, in the second half. You gotta stop. John Moran had an historic performance in the game one. The Grizzlies even shocked the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell did not play. And Donovan Mitchell could have played, but they held him out because of his ankle. <laughs> and he was furious because of that. Came back, he was on one. But in game two, he, he showed tired. everybody why he's this great playoff performer. And to me, watching the Jazz, even though I know Donovan Mitchell had a phenomenal phenomenal performance and he is their best player, no doubt about it, I also think that the Jazz kind of showed a little bit that they're not just Donovan Mitchell. You know, even in game one, I think they could have won game one if they weren't shooting so poorly from three. But in game two, they started shooting way better from three and actually were shooting like they were in the regular season. And you see that I personally think that they could beat the Memphis Grizzlies without Donovan Mitchell. I really do. It might be a seven-game series, but I think they can do it. I think with Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> it's I think with Donovan Mitchell, it's a five-game series or six. I really don't expect Memphis to win another game, maybe one more, I I but I don't expect six, them to win. Remember? We didn't talk about this. Yeah, we did. We did. Yep. I said it could go six. You probably did. Um, <clears throat> uh, why are you gonna give John Murray some flowers? I said he dropped forty-seven. Nah, I want. He was good. I want a little more than that. I want a little more than that. Now, nah, um. I love it, man. The Grizzlies, they're tough. Yeah, they they tough shocked team. the world by winning game one. I, like Game two, they they fought hard for as long as they could. The, obviously, Donovan Mitchell put his stamp on it. He came in and showed why, like I you did. said. like Well, I believe he – I never thought Rudy Gobert was better than him or on his level. Me I either. think Donovan Mitchell was the best player on that team. He's more impactful, I think. And um, John Morant, you know, kudos to him. He, I, I've, been, I've been telling people, you know, a lot of – John Morant, he, this was the series. He, he needed to come in. He needed to show why he was that guy from Memphis. He needed to definitely step up and be that guy. He stepped it up game one. Him and Dylan Brooks put on the show. Game two, he put on the show. This guy is the future for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's their franchise point guard. I think next year he's going to take that big leap. There are people on this this pod right now that told me De'Aaron Fox over John Morant. I don't think that I – I'm still standing on the uh, John Morant Darren over Fox. Fox I, I don't nice. think Fox could do what he's doing right now. He's he's on one. He's doing something special, but I, like I just John Moran is gonna have Darren, John Moran is gonna have Memphis in competitive basketball for a very very long time. And but I think Utah. I think this team, like you said, this team has a lot of guys in this team that can get a bucket. This team has this team isn't cool. just Donovan Mitchell, uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Ogden Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles. I think Mike, this, Conley. Mike Conley. I think this team is really really good and really set up to make a WCF run. This team can really make some noise. With the Clippers going down 2-0, you know, maybe Utah can shock the world, beat Dallas. You know, you never know. You know, this is a team that could definitely make some noise. They have Donovan Mitchell, who we know can get it going in the playoffs and can make some noise. We're to go Bears down there. So it, it's, it's going to be tough. Like I, like I said, I still have Utah in five. I think they're going to win. I don't think Memphis gets a game, but I'm just I'm just interested to see how John Moran keeps going with his performances, how the young guys do it. I'm interested to see how Utah handles the series. Um, I pretty much agree with both of you, what you said. I mean, I told – Rib that I think the series could go six. I think them winning one at Utah, granted Donovan Mitchell didn't play, it it helps them a lot because now they're going home, going home with the series tied one one. I think Memphis can take one at their home, but then after that, I don't think they're gonna win. Um, 
I've been impressed with John Moran. I mean, he's been phenomenal this postseason. Um, I got to see how Utah plays games three and four in Memphis, and I got to see like if Donovan Mitchell's going to have any rust. I know he came back, he shot good, but you know, you never know. Coming back from an injury that long, you know, it's granted to be some rust. But I think, uh, I think Utah has this has this series in six. Um, I also want to say that. I think if Jaron Jackson Jr. was healthy all year, I don't think this is an AFC team by any stretch of the means. I think this is a really, really good team. Where do you think they go, though? I think if, if JJ was... I think they go JJ, to, like, six? Triple J was healthy all year, like, six seed. Yeah. I mean, six seed is I, right there. I, I, I think they could have got six seed if Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think they could have got fifth. They yeah, could have been where Portland like, is right we now. Could, we could all agree that this team on paper... Portland six. Paper, yeah, Portland, Portland six. six. Okay. Dallas is fifth. We could all agree that this team on paper... Doesn't look like an AC team. They have a very talented team. They got Dylan Brooks, who's been playing well, John Moran, Jonas Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson's no scrub. This is a good team. I say this they is a very paper, I think good on paper, team. people probably overlook this team. This no, is a I think, very I think, good team. I think on paper, they still are an AC team, not because of the talent, uh-huh. because of their age. Their age? I think that they are now figuring out how good they're going to be and how good they can be. Mm-hmm. And they just it's have to core. put it all together. I think Jaron Jackson has to take that next step. And be an all-star caliber player. He's John Moran, the whole year. We know is going to take that next step, but it's really who's going to be that third guy. You know, Dylan is Brooks. it is it Dylan Brooks? Is Dylan Brooks going to be an all-star? Or is it going to be just a very good reliable player? Yeah, I think it really. Just I, I can't see Dylan Brooks being an all-star. I think he could be a, a very good third option. I can think he can be that. I'm not saying they're like, going to be them, but I'm that just, Iggy. Like I know, as team. as stupid as this sounds, I'm like I'm trying to picture him with an All Star jersey on. <laughs> like I can't picture him with an All Star jersey on. No, I, just, I don't. I don't think he'd be. All-star. <laughs> I can't picture that. But I think he could be a good third option. I think the, for this team to take off, Jaron Jackson Jr. has got to take that step. And that's what I said. I said this year, if they had him, I don't think they're the AC. I think they're anywhere from six, maybe even five. If Jaron Jackson doesn't take a superstar leap, I think they need Dylan superstar? Brooks to take an All Star leap. I think. With the West being what it is, I think Memphis doesn't have like free agent mm-hmm. attraction where anybody's going to go there. So they're going to need guys to really. You don't think so? No, I don't think like, Just with how good that team is and how young I they think, are? No, I think like the team, people will look at the team like, oh, I would want to go there, but it's Memphis. Like, I don't think nobody is going to want to go. But, you know, with LA being here, Dallas has Luka, you know, there's other teams in attraction. Houston's a good spot. People love, love Houston, San Antonio, the Knicks, the Knicks like, Miami, like there's so many teams that people are going to choose over Memphis. I think they have to groom inside, and I think I believe John Moran's going to take that superstar leap. I think it's the other guys. If, you, if somebody isn't going to take another superstar leap, you need two all stars to even make that WCF finals. You know, talking about that. What do you think about Valanciunas? I'm not saying he's like a, a, he's like 30, right? Nah, he's like 28. Yeah, he's really? Like 28, yeah. I think he's good. Like he's good a center. He's a good pound in the ground. Like he's strong. You know, he's, he's good. Yeah, but I don't think he's, he's a good that center. guy. But I want to get back back to something that you said because I don't think Utah would shock the world if they beat Dallas. I think Dallas would shock people if they beat Utah. Yeah, I think I think Utah would shock people if they beat LA in the WCF. I think I, I, the reason why I said that because I think, think Utah's better than than the Mavericks, I right? Do but I also think people are gonna put. I think like I'm I'm looking at it from a better perspective. I think people are gonna bank in more on Luca. Then Utah. That's why I say I think Utah would shock the world. I think people if they like if Dallas beats the Clippers right now, who people think the Clippers would be Utah. I think people are gonna walk in thinking Dallas is the favorites. I know it's one seed versus five. Um, yeah, versus five. But I think people walk in and think Dallas is the favorites just because yeah. of how they 
beat the Clippers, and I, I think people will have Utah as an underdog. I don't think that's the case of Utah with Mitchell in these next three games or so dominates Memphis. I would say that, but if Dallas dominates the Clippers in two, I, like if they sweep them right now, I think Dallas would be the favorite walking into that series. You mean, can you see Dallas winning that series? Yeah, I could see it go you with you. Dallas way. can win that series? It, de- yeah, it depends. I, you know, think it I think it'll I be a good defensively, match. Like, I, defensively, Utah's just way just, better than the Clippers. I don't know. They it's like, it's like They're disciplined. They're more disciplined. They're just way sure. better defensively. Is Dallas going to keep hitting at the rate they're going to keep hitting? Yeah. That's what the tricky part is for me because they're hitting at a ridiculous rate. Yeah, no, it's crazy. The first two games have been like ridiculous. So they it's like, threes. are they going to keep hitting at that rate? They'll come, they are. They'll come back down to earth. No defense can really stop how they're hitting. Like Tim Hardaway Jr., is like people are in his face and he's just hitting the shot regardless. But it depends. Are they going to come back to right now? They're shooting fifty percent from three. That's are they going to come? Are they going to come back to earth and sh- and shoot forty? Because mm-hmm. that would be the still the best mark in the NBA if they do that. Even if they or would they come back to earth and hit thirty four percent, which they were hitting? Utah like right was the season. best three point shooting team, and that's what you guys was, said, right? In the it was league, the Clippers. It was the Clippers. Utah was the top three though for sure. Okay, so what was Utah's percentage? Give or take. Oh, my guess would be around 30, 38 to 40 percent. I would say like 38. But I'm saying like is like he said, but is Dallas going to come down to earth in the second round or in the WCF? Like it's like a time thing. Like when are they going to come down to earth? Like, I mean, do you think do you a, think that like they can keep up those absurd shooting numbers for much longer? I don't. Bro, I'm watching the game. I'm telling you, bro. Everybody. No, I know they're hitting. Like, Maxi Cleaver's hitting. Yeah, it's uh, like I don't. Like, Jalen Brunson's I don't hitting. No, like. I don't know. They got to come back down to earth, though. They can't keep. But then if Utah, I I believe if Utah is hitting like that too, then I think they'll they'll beat Dallas. Yeah, I think that they'll beat Dallas hands down. They're hitting like that too. It's just like how they've been hitting all year. Yeah, I think they'll beat Dallas. So it just depends. I mean, on paper, definitely the Clippers. It looks like the matchup better with Luca because of Kawhi and PG. But you look at Utah; their best wing defender is. Royce, Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles. You getting cooked. And Luca, honestly, I think would dominate both of them. But I do think Utah is more disciplined on defense to where they're team defense. They're right? going to yeah, yes, they are a better team. They're going yeah, to they're going to matters. have a better scheme around Luca than what Tyron Lue has. And they have Quinn before. Snyder. Yeah, that's what yeah. matters. Coaching and they had the better uh, as a as a unit defensively. So. They're, they've been together. Yeah, they've been the top four three defense for I like would, four I, years. I would be intrigued to see that series. I'd actually prefer that over the the Clippers and Utah series personally. I would like to see a Dallas. I, I want to see Utah. I hope Utah goes far. Dallas, like Dallas versus Utah would be a great series. I would I like that more than the Clippers versus Utah. In my opinion, that's just me though. I just hope Donovan get. I put you on. No, I didn't. No, no I did, did put him on. on Don- yeah, but I put him on John Moran. No, you did. <laughs> he, put me on, he put me on Donovan Mitchell. You he definitely did. Why like, with that, bro? Yeah, I put him on Donovan. No, he did. He told me at a college. Told me to watch his highlights, and I just like this game. You a hater. <laughs> nah, you ain't do that, man. You ain't do that. I don't believe JC right now. So this is gonna do it for this episode of the Pixar Podcast, episode eighty-seven. JC, this is the first time he's been on the pod for like since episode thirty. So yeah. you know, this was a great episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We recap some of the game ones and the games twos of the NBA playoffs tonight. The Bucks and Heat play the Lakers, Suns, and the Blazers and Nuggets. So if we said something on this pod, it's because. It, you know, obviously with the playoffs going on, it's going to be like a day later. So, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. We appreciate you guys for watching or listening wherever you are. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to give our Apple podcast rating a five-star review and re- write a review if you want to. We're going to read it on the podcast and give a rating too. So thank you guys for watching and listening and we'll see you next time. This is Trevor Lane from the LakersNation.com podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. 
Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash BlueWire.